What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Shane Williams. Roger. And apparently a sneakerhead. This is, this is, we're going to get, like, just, like, bad, the personality bad. of a box of hammers out of him tonight. Sorry, I'm very burpy. Oh, God. <clears throat> Producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, which, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, welcome. Congratulations. All, yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, we tend to spoil things, so be warned. We'll try to give you some warning. We're not really good about it, but, hey, keeps you on your toes. Hello, uh, Johnny's here. There's, oh my there's, God. There's, there's 20 second up. delay. <laughs> there's my he just woke up. People. Can we like trade spots for the night? Or like, <laughs> next week. Yeah, next week. Um, uh, we're gonna do some trivia, some previews, some news, um, and talk about some cool books that came out this week. So, without further ado, Roger, tell us about. I looked at Shane and said, "Roger." <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I felt it in your heart. <laughs> I realized that Shane wasn't pitching DC. I know it hurts me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Batman, Red Death. Okay. The the metal tie-in. Um, okay. For everybody that's read Metal 2, uh, and, and if you listen to our review, uh, at the end of that book, this evil Justice League from the Upside Down shows up. Okay. <laughs> Basically. So, but... Uh, the twist is that I think at the end of that book somebody says you know like like Bruce, where's where are you? where's Bruce here I am here I am and they're all like I'm right here I'm right here yeah. okay so <clears throat> this book gives an excellent explanation for exactly what that is and it is uh, in all of these worlds or in 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 these different worlds where Bruce makes a horrible decision okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an alternate reality that ends up uh, coming to a horrible end, okay? But somebody's recruited each of these Batmen to be part of this dark, upside-down team. And in this one, <laughs> which is so freaking epic, okay, Bruce Wayne decided that he he was slowing down and he needed the speed force and they and in order to fix the world. Kidnaps Barry Allen, repurposes the cosmic treadwheel into a Batmobile, straps him to the hood, <laughs> Mad Max style, mashes the gas, and ends up merging with Barry Allen and becoming I mean this just demented freak, yeah, yeah that still got Barry inside of him trying to get out yeah. kind of like a firestorm type of thing yeah mm-hmm. um and it's it's so good this? and you have you have um oh who is it that shows up it's flash flash shows up and he's you know after well after well, yeah. he comes to earth prime because he's part right. of the dark uh, Earth fifty two. Mm-hmm. Right. Apparently, there's like a dark oh, and, oh, and a light. So yeah. I was like, which one of the universes they come from? But there's like the. the they're all. And this one. They're gonna have Earth. all different. So he's from Dark fifty two. Yeah. At the right. last three pages of the issue take place in the Earth Prime, our our DC universe. And right. And Barry shows up. Yeah. Looking it, to to open a can of whoop ass and fails. Sorry. And yeah, he's got he's got nothing. I mean, this guy he he, he says he feels like he's he getting drains old. your life force and right then, out of you just by being in your presence. He messes yeah. up Wally. 
and, and, and Iris. And Iris. Right, Wally and Iris. So uh, does this take place uh, after Metal 2? Yeah. Yeah. This oh, is yes. like right okay. after he yeah. they well, debut. Because well, in Metal origin, 2, they just show up. Pseudo-origin to how he gets recruited, right. and then the last couple pages just after. So this panel isn't two. him the first the first time him coming over to this world? Which one? Uh, it's like one? right after he comes to our world. I oh, okay. So I would this read is that as no, because the yeah, because the world starts getting messed up. Mm-hmm. Right. So th- this panel would be after Metal Two, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Everything from here down is after. Oh, two. perfect. Oh, one more question. Sorry, from the alternate universe thing. Since it's like a dark version of the Fifty Two multiverse, is it still Earth Prime in the dark universe, or no, is it it's, different Earth? Like no, Earth because, Two or Dark Universe. Uh, our universe, quote unquote, is Earth Zero. Earth mm-hmm. Zero Prime. What I thought it was that's zero. that's what it's prime. Oh. That's what zero means. <laughs> okay. So is zero in prime the dark number? universe? There's not <laughs> fifty-two, or just they have one. Well, uh, and they're I'm collapsing. Their planets yeah, are, are because being because the dark multiverse. The way that Scott Snyder's described it is like this ever-evolving, roiling ocean that's reactive. So there's mm-hmm. never just fifty-two. It always Correct. is changing and flux. Yeah, and they're, that's they're, how come it's uh, dying off in this. That's a part of the reason why all these Bruces get recruited by Barbados. He says, let's go find a place that's permanent. Because yeah. our universe is stable. stable. Uh-huh, exactly. Right. Yeah. So This book was dope as hell. Um, it's ri- Well, we, we have to say it's written by Joshua Williamson. Oh, sorry. And the art is uh, by... Carmine the, DiGiomenico. Yeah. DiGiomenico. So the Flash team. Yeah. Um, Scott Snyder gave the option to each of the, the, the teams that are going to be doing these books saying, hey, guys, you know, I know you're busy doing your stuff. We can get other guys to fill in. And everybody was like... No, we want to do these one shots for the team. So uh, this, I think this really showcases the fact that Joshua Williamson can write horror, <laughs> like because this yeah. is a scary book. He ripped Scarecrow in half. Yeah, he ran through Scarecrow. He ran through Scarecrow, and his like instead of lightning that comes off of the Red Death, it's, it's bats, bats. Like, like bat lightning. Bats. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, like, you get a sense, like, Joshua Williamson definitely was just like, I'm going to flex some horror muscle on this. Yeah. No, and it's every bit as metal as metal one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's... The it's, title alone is Ride the Lightning. So, oh, any nice. metal heads out there, you know what that's a reference uh-huh. to. It's literally the most metal reference I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> metal I hope, rock and roll. I hope every one shot is named after a metal song. I that's really awesome. want that it's, now. It's the Red Death, Ride the Lightning? Yeah. Nice. Sweet. <laughs> so, um, once you see that, you start having the Metallica song play in your head. You're just like, oh my god. This really is metal. If they so, could all just be Metallica titles, that'd be cool too. Oh, that, yeah. I'm sure there's enough songs to make it all fit. So, Johnny, all you've said so far is this is dope. It's dope as hell. Um, yeah, no, it's. Um, I thought it was a, a weird idea when I first uh, heard about it. You know, the Batman being all these Justice League like heroes, but seeing it, the kind of uh, origin of the Red Death. Uh, made me really interested i'm like oh how is this happening to all of the the uh the other dark knights and it's kind of you can see because if this were to happen to any bruce uh because his family died and he's after i guess revenge right uh or something like that that's why he's trying to take the uh the speed force forcibly from flash i think it's a number of things right it's it's He's trying to save the world, like you said. He's slowing down. Mm-hmm. He, needs, he needs the speed force, and he he basically says, "I need to think bigger. I need to go beyond Gotham if I'm going to save everybody." Yeah, he 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 kind of turns into a villain who's trying to, 
I guess, semi do something good, more of an anti-hero. Uh, and the way he goes about that is is kind of intense and messed up. The way he just straps Flash into the hood of a car and just forces him to kind of merge with him. Well, he still has what's fa- what fascinated me was he still has some semblance of an altruistic motive. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's he's turned into a megalomaniac, right? And about it, most like, of the I'm, you know, and he has somebody helping him achieve these goals. Most of the narration so. is done by, I assume, the Batman who laughs. Batman who laughs or Barbados, one of the two. Right. Uh, no, I think it's uh, Batman who laughs because he the, mentions and also uh, the Barbados. font style yeah. matches yeah. the. And you can see like a little smiley or whatever, in the in the thing, um, but it's you can kind of see that the is bat. Is that what that is? Yeah. Can, oh, it's it's a bat symbol, but it's like split like a smiley. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can kind of tell like the Batman who laughs is a little bit more sinister than all the rest. Well, he was the first one to be grabbed by Barbados. So oh, was he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's intense. Uh, he. Carmine D. John Domenico did a lot of uh, homage, uh, homage, whatever you want to call it, to um, Dark Knight Returns with this panel and uh, this panel over here. Uh, you know, so he, uh, you can tell that he likes the Dark Knight Returns and he wanted to call back to it. Uh, I love his art, especially for The Flash. It's very vibrant and, and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the it's colors a good are... sense of motion. Yeah, definitely. I, I love this book from page to page. It's it's a great book. Everybody should be reading this event. That's what I was thinking of right there. You oh, see, yeah. you see the big yeah. smiley grin. Oh god. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just this book is so freaking unsettling. This is what did it for me. When I got to that, where it's like Barry trying to vibrate out of Bruce's face, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is like something you'd see at Hellraiser or something, man. <laughs> a little like, bit, yeah. what is going on? So yeah. And it's not even like it's super graphic. It just gives you that element of just like, okay, we are not on a friendly area. So, I love this because it you know it reminds me of when I, I was a kid, and you're like, oh my god, how are they going to get out of this? There's no way they can win. You mm-hmm. know, um, I, I man, I really look forward to seeing this story unfold week in week out month in month out mm-hmm. this book had a uh this book had a difficult uh it had a lot of things stacked against it you know metal 2 didn't really deliver or didn't really explain who these dark batman were mm-hmm. so this is really the first exposure to who these dark batman are and so this this book really had a lot riding on it because if it failed to deliver of what they're trying to do then people are going to be, you know, people are going to struggle to continue with the series. And, and I think it nailed everything. And in a way, you kind of feel sorry for the the Dark Knights because they're kind of because in in this one spe- specifically, Bruce Wayne lost his entire family. He did something very bad and wrong, you know, by trying to take uh, Flash forcibly. But you can understand why he did it, and it kind of makes him somewhat of a tragic character. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to just mention real quick, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Fate. Yeah. Yeah. Saves just Barry out Allen. Out of nowhere. Yeah, saves Barry Allen somehow. Blink, he, yeah, pulls him out. Uh, our, our Barry Allen, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Once once uh, the Red Death makes it to Earth Prime and decides that Central City is going to be his new Gotham, mm-hmm. Barry has something to say about it, gets whooped. Majorly and, whooped. And... Uh, 
gets saved by like Dr. Fate. And so I'm curious to see, cause once again, Scott Snyder said this story is going to hit every corner of the DC universe. So we've gotten a little bit of the mystical now with just, you know, the brief appearance of, of Dr. Fate. Right. Is, um, and, and Sandman. Is, and, and, and the yeah. Sandman. So is, uh, do I, am I remembering correctly? Was there a new Dr. Fate? Uh, back in DCU. Right. Is that still happening? I th- hmm. think no. I want to say it's Kent Williams again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nelson. Yeah. Me. Yeah. They haven't referenced Dr. Fate. Yeah. You know. Well, no, he's been in the Blue Beetle book. Oh, yeah. Oh, the whole first, the whole the first story. Yeah. The whole first story arc, first 11 issues kind of dealt with him, Ted Cord, and Jaime Reyes. Hmm. So, because they kind of they kind of linked the scarab to some mystical oh. things as well as alien technology. Cool. So he showed up there, and I'm pretty sure it was Kent Nelson. So Johnny, yep, just killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, guys? I think we're good. Matt, I love this. <laughs> I didn't read it. Um, I it's five for me. So, oh yeah, I have to say five as well. It delivered on everything I wanted and more. Easy five stars. Pick up this book. It's a five. Boom. All right. Next book, Invincible, number 140. Uh, Roger, Roger Saul, already smiling at me. <laughs> Robert Kirkman, uh, Ryan Otley, Invincible versus Thrag on the Sun. That's this book. Uh, <laughs> some of the, the best Ryan Otley, like, like gritty fight oh my god like it's just page after page of brutality and the thing is he he used uh well the colorist used just mainly orange but it's still gruesome looking you know even well jonathan i opened up this book because i i didn't really think about where we left off in the last issue i was just thinking oh new invincible this week pulled him out of the the diamond box opened it up and i was like Oh my God! Right, that's where we were. Yeah, on the sun, and it's just this is this is like an eighteen-page battle on the sun, and it's 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 insane. Yeah, it's. I love how like as you go, they get progressively more burned. <laughs> like as as the fight entails, just more and more yeah. like burnt up. Oh my God! Like it's. It's probably one of the, in terms of ranking like battles and stuff. It, this is up there with the conquest fight. If you guys are you know really huge invincible fans, um, it, it's something special. So this so. issue was unique for me because I know nothing about Invincible. Really, and I've always wanted to read it because I'm a huge Robert Kirkman fan. I've read every Walking Dead issue so far. Um, I think Invincible is his better work. This is his best book. That's what I've heard a lot of. uh, Uh, Hands down. And I've been wanting to pick it up, but I'm so backlogged with DC titles right now. But it really intrigued me because even though I know nothing about it, I kept wanting to turn the next page because you can kind of – you just knew this battle was an emotional battle. And uh, it it had a lot of emotion in it and actually – Jonathan's on the page right now where it flips over. You turn the page, and now they're on, like, this spaceship or space station, and it's normal art. It was almost jarring to my yeah. eyes because I just got used to reading the the sun and the colors and seeing the, the great artwork there. And then seeing just normal artwork kind of was like, whoa, 
It's like when you watch Wizard of Oz and it goes from black and white to color suddenly. It, it's kind of like looking at the sun and then looking at something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like a in great, real life. That's a, that's a great comparison. Like, do you look at the sun often, Johnny? A lot, actually. That's why I have really bad eyes. That's why he's facing backwards right now. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, there you guys are. Um, go ahead, Roger. I, I love this book. I, yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious... Did you care about not having all of the story that Shane uh, that led up to this point, or and how long did it take you to figure out they were on the sun? Um, I about halfway through the fight, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's got to be the sun because I know you know he's <laughs> invincible and he's getting burned." So I was like, "Okay, it's got to be somewhere you know pretty dramatic." But yeah, I actually, I actually did care. I mean, I'm not going to say I was emotionally invested in it like you guys probably were, but um, you could tell the just the hatred that they had, and I, I found myself wanting to kind of find out what he meant. You know, he's like, "You killed my family," and all that. You know, I wanted to know what he meant. And then what really got me is the, I think it was the last page where they unshackle the girl, and she's like, "I don't understand." Like I. Th- threaten the life of his child and I'm like wait what he has a kid I want to know that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, if anything it's going to make me go back and kind of back read and it has a cyclops yeah so, Alan is you like know, Alan, you know, yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't your father ever teach you about forgiveness yeah, yeah that was the final line yeah the, the interesting thing about this for me was and, and I realized this about three fourths of the way through and it was like it was like this is the longest monologue in history you know because yeah. Mark is is telling you know um, his transmitter gets burned up and then so does Thrag. So it's it's just his thoughts. Me. They you know. they can't. Yeah, and so he's thinking you know uh, out loud through through this whole fight, and and it, I mean it's done in in one little caption box at a time, but it's a very long monologue. But it actually gives you a lot of information yeah. about it definitely what gave me a lot. Th- what the relationship between Thrag and and Mark was right. and in in this whole issue. If you just read that internal monologue, you know exactly what Mark's about mm-hmm. and what he went through and what this book is about. Uh, I I love this book just for that uh, internal monologue because it's it's beautifully written. It's it's real and it's I don't know. It, it's it's an amazing thing coming from Mark because uh, where I am at uh, rereading it. Uh, issue 46 uh you know he's still kind of like a, a, a teenage kid but he's grown uh throughout this book and you can totally tell that's what intrigued me because i picture him as that because that's the pitch that people gave me he's a teenager yeah. he gets these powers and i go 10 years ago yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so i'm reading this now and it seems like a really interesting and evolved some might say art. there was a bit of a character evolution there <laughs> I I, I'm going to laugh because I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it's just that he, Robert Kirkman took him on like on a big, big journey. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah. I, like I think Horizon Comics has the first compendium. If yeah, you I'm looking right at it right now. Yeah. Worth every penny. Yeah, definitely. I've sold a lot of those in the last month. Really? Compendiums one and two. I think a total of of six books between the two. Jeez. So we've got – I have – isn't that number one? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, probably. It's a great book. It's the best superhero comic. Yeah. In the universe. In the universe. So how would you guys rate this? 
another easy five. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's that's my my rating too. Easy five. I'm gonna say four only because I don't know the context, but it got a four because it still kept me in, interested more than the next book. <laughs> it was fighting on the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's a four and a half from me. Uh, I love everything that has uh, in you know the sun. It just kind of. Uh, ended on a weird cliffhanger that I didn't completely understand. Um, it kind of like, instead of ending with a bang, kind of ended with a whimper for me. He uh, just finished fighting on the sun. He's, and he could have ended. And he's a husk. He's a crusty. He's a dark crusty. <laughs> <laughs> he was left in the oven way too Fetal long. Fetal position. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, they could have ended it, you know, like right there with I him being... I think there's some significance to that, though. Yeah, maybe. I would have liked to have seen a hand emerge from the sun all dramatic-like <laughs> and dun-dun-dun. Oh, dun, dear dun. God. <laughs> I yep. thought it was interesting, too, that and one of the things we failed to mention that happened in this book was uh, Robot sent, you know... Rex. One of, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of his drones. Yeah. To help that, out Mark. That basically Mark was able to put on and help turn the tide a little bit Yeah, and if in, you know in Mark's of- favor. About their history it's very yeah. complicated yeah and one of the reasons mark is out in space is because robots kind of a dick it took so, over the world yeah it took over the world and he was like you know what Jeez. don't like how you're running the show <laughs> peace so yeah. Yeah. It, it was clearly even rex sees the threat that thrag who is the villain that mark is fighting on the sun who's been a long time invincible villain and if it uh, wasn't represents it wasn't for him uh like Roger's right. He kind of gave him the edge because if he hadn't worn that uh, thing and have it melt it, uh, he would have died the same time that uh, Thrag would have died because they were both and like kind of to, decomposing at the same time. The, you get to see the robot melting off of Mark yeah. as the fight goes on. Ouch, man. <laughs> Which is so gnarly. Just, this thing's uh, messed up. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. All right. Fantastic book. Yeah. Invincible. Oh, my God. Compendium. Pick it up. This is this is going to hurt when issue 144 comes out. Oh, yeah. But it's also going to be... I it's might. also going to be very, is he very gratifying. Yeah. This yeah. is this is the big. We're reviewing every issue of the back half of this. It's a twelve part uh, story, the end of all things. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ending the series at one forty four, mm. and so, so basically, I just kind of spoiled the ending for myself. So <laughs> kind of thanks. It, there's a lot of stuff to <laughs> enjoy a lot, there. Yeah, but the the big thing that he the reason he's doing it is if you read this, he plays a lot of superhero tropes against each other Hmm. he turns a lot of things on their head that's what has kept it interesting for so long and he said you know the ultimate you know thing to do in that circumstance like he's been doing the entire time would be to actually end a superhero book as opposed to keep it because he originally said when he started this series that he was going to he and ryan when they finished their run whenever that would be would step back and he'd actually allow another writer and artist to to keep invincible going and Ultimately, he decided against that because he's like, well, that's what all the superhero books do. So, but now nope, it's done. Do you think he might give someone the reins to maybe do like a spinoff or something? I, I could see that. What I would like to see more than anything <laughs> is this adapted into a cartoon, cartoon show on like adults. Not going to happen. Though. They're making the movie. <sighs> no. Okay. So he said he Robert Kirkman in the letter section. Yeah. Did say keep your eyes on other forms of media. After this series ends, seriously though, like in a 
So Dolt Swim style cartoon of this? Yes. Like, awesome. Freaking A, man. Then you could have Otley style, that yeah. just that bold color. I mean, you only got unlimited palette for most he, of the He draws issue. orange very well. But, but, but uh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I would love whatever else he's got planned besides that friggin' Seth Rogen movie. I'm all about. Which hopefully it'll be good. <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> Cautiously yeah. optimistic <laughs> to say the best that I can about Seth Rogen. Uh, Shane, tell us about our third comic. All right. So I have uh, Marvel Generations, um, the Miss Marvel um, issue. Uh, by C. Willow Wilson and art by what is it? Paolo Villanelli. Uh, let me see. Paolo. Yeah, let's just say yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Paolo uh, Villanelli. Thank you, sneakerhead. <laughs> so, I mean, Roger was definitely brilliant by making the DC fanboy review the Marvel book. Um, <laughs> It's so all happenstance. It's a rotation. <laughs> it's all in the I rotation. Know, I know. I know. <laughs> I cried. Um, so honestly, this book gave me nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I read it because I had to, but I really did not care what was happening at all. Um, you know, I don't read Marvel, but I was like, oh, okay, it's that's kind of cool. The current Miss Marvel meeting the classic Miss Marvel. That's yeah. awesome. And then you read it and you find out, well, they, they actually know each other now. Yeah. So it's like, well, you already kind of deflated that awesomeness that, you know, I was kind of thinking like, you know. Does anybody here want to read a book that takes place mainly in an office building? Yeah. Oh, the best part of the book is a one <laughs> that's panel. that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. But the best part of the book is a one panel cameo by Peter Parker. Oh. Yeah. Um, that was intriguing. PP's in this. Yeah. I yeah. feel like they really, because... It was. <laughs> it's not that this is bad. It's well written. There's just nothing that happens. It's the most yeah, boring you, book I read. This you here. just don't care. Yeah, there's well, no in like actual. There's some nice little throwbacks yes. to the original Ms. Marvel series. Yes. Um, with Carol working at, at Woman day, Magazine yeah. for yeah, J. Day, Jonah day. Jameson and I all think this yeah. stuff. Like Who's the your arts, favorite character? The art's right? really good. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I just feel like it was wasted. Because yeah. we we just have conference rooms and office buildings, and, like the thing is, and a um, villain that you just really don't, right. It, there's well, no threat. <laughs> it's it's these uh these books are you know supposed to be like little one shots into uh, kind of helping them realize something about their um their uh, not their successors their lineage I guess their right yeah. um so uh, after reading their precursors. Right, yeah. exactly. That's the word. Mentors, whatever. After yeah. um, reading most of the Generations books, they were not good. I absolutely love this one, especially because um, I guess I have been reading Miss Marvel, and her having to go through, uh, you know, her her biggest hero is uh, Carol. You're talking and, about Kamala, right? Yeah, Kam- uh, Kamala's um, biggest hero is um, Carol Danvers. And what Carol did during Civil War uh, two you know, it kind of crushed Kamala. It's like it crushed her idol. Um, and this just kind of, um, it makes it see, uh, Kamala make, 
It made her. It made her see Carol in a little bit different light. Exactly. That's exactly what. Yeah, I Yeah, she to does say. reference. She does say she seems happier. Yeah. Yeah. And and it kind of like gives her the idea that it may not be fixable, but maybe they can take steps to fix their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very important because uh, this is a very important in uh, uh, moment in Kamala's life because it might uh, make some steps so that she can fix her relationship with Carol and she can fix what was wrong with Carol in Civil War II because there was a lot wrong. Yeah. In, she was on Tony's side. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Carol was in the wrong and will always be in the wrong in Civil War II. Um, I love this uh, because it's it's very silly and fun and it reads... Uh, wait, 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 you thought this was fun? Yeah, Definitely. Office buildings are fun, John. Well, I'm trying to figure out what Apparently. time era they're in. Dude, because okay, I with, had that same with thing. With 20 bucks, they act like she's a millionaire. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so that's look, the thing. So they're trying to, to make fun 70s. of it. I thought that that was that was that was a, that was such a tough gamble because that's saying that Carol and mm-hmm. Jay Jonah James and everybody else they don't age. This is one of and the problems Peter Parker, where, apparently. Yeah. you know, you have, yeah, I mean, you know, comics are all about the illusion of change, and I get that. But when she goes that far back in time, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it really cannon. kind of breaks That's down. 40 years! Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of taking it as them yeah, making Carol, fun. Yeah, Carol would be 65. Yeah. Well, like, everybody's a millennial right now. Like, all the heroes are millennials. You wish. Uh, well, not Tony and no. I'm pretty sure no. most of them are millennials. Doctor Strange. They're all, like, no. middle-aged men. He is no. great. <laughs> not all of them, Johnny. Most of them are. No, they're not. Yeah. Anyway. They're not whiny three. little snobs. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so economy. basically the, the book is... Uh, you know, it's it's these these two heroes, past and present, working together um, against a no surprise. alien. Uh, you know, who from invades? Shi'ar. Yeah, from the Shi'ar, Shi'ar Empire, who invades Manhattan to take over the world's media. Yeah, and, it reads like exactly like a '70s story, yeah. and I think that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to and, uh, poke fun. Um, you know, there is some really cool, like you know, woman power. Mm-hmm. moments in nice. here where you know strong woman in the workplace and it was some really cool empowering moments seeing um a woman you know obviously in the 70s really kind of being this prominent businesswoman and um standing up to jay jonah that and her stuff. original miss marvel costume yes that was the og one oh. yes because i was like where's the black yeah <laughs> with the red scarf that that actually she was introduced scarf. in uh i, th- I want to say issue 20 Okay. Of Ms. Mar- Ms. Marvel had a 23-issue run, and I think that they changed the costume around issue 20, probably trying to save a flagging book. Mm. Um, it didn't work. Costume changes. But, yeah. Okay. Just wasn't sure. So, But, yeah, so um, the book is definitely a one-shot. The beginning of the book, she appears. And the end of the book, she goes away. Yeah. yeah. The, the end was, of the book gets very That's the meta. one I was hoping to see. Yeah. Oh, that's the issue the, where she, she got the new costume. Um, the interesting thing too is, and I, I don't remember. I, I think it may have been around issue six or seven. Ms. Marvel initially, when when her book first started out, she did not. Carol Danvers did not know she was Ms. Marvel. Um, you had you had a kind of a split personality thing going on, where Carol would, you know, pass out and not remember anything that happened for these long periods and then you would have you would have Ms. Marvel out 
saving the day and doing all this stuff. And really? they, and they hulked it, basically. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of, they're doing something um, similar in 2099. Which I think may have been, like, with, you mean, like, with Wolverine? Oh, I was thinking, or, like, when Bruce Banner. Oh, Br- okay, Hulk, yeah. He doesn't. Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, they did that with Carol, too, and then they had, it was probably around issue, I want to say six or seven. It was still pretty pretty early on that she uh, remembered her who she was and her origin with Marvel and all this stuff. Uh, but they, I mean, there was still plenty of time in that period where she knew she was Ms. Marvel. So that, that's yeah. fine. The dumbest thing in this book for me was because there was a lot. There, there was a lot to like, you know. Uh, sure. It wasn't. I'm I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it was a great comic. But but I think that there was there was a lot to like because I'm a big fan of Kamala Khan too. Uh, I think I think she's a, a, a suitable uh, person for the title. You know, I really like her character. You know, being Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Um, but the stupidest thing in this book for me was Kamala Khan. Okay, she's out. In, you know, in a crowded New York street you know you have and there's a crowd out there like there is on new york sidewalks and everything and kamala runs into the spaceship mm-hmm. nobody else did nobody else does <laughs> yeah, but kamala a- bumps into the spaceship and then the you know uh the the kree woman comes out and is like how dare you uncloak my ship night screen what you know it's like what? Okay, so I had and a moment like, like that the too. Lazy writing. That was so dumb. I had a moment and like that too. And then the ship in the very next panel, the ship is. <laughs> it's like it's in the air. It's in the air. And there's one it's like not, leg down in the stratum. Yeah. I, oh so when God. she's walking down New York sidewalk, all of a sudden this hand grabs her and it's like you're an intern at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. I was like. Right. We skipped a lot of like stuff in between, like yeah. how that hand got there, how she's being mistaken for an intern, whose name is like, ironically very close to her own. Yeah, <laughs> like what? You just expect me to go down that rabbit hole with you? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah it's because she's outside of the Daily Bugle uh, when Peter Parker bumps into her, like right outside the doors. Yeah. I guess that's why. And uh, well, and I think, but <laughs> I, think, get a job. I think J. Jonah Jameson has because he's the hand that grabbed her. Yeah, was Jonah. And uh, I, I personally, I think he's got better things to do than yeah. chasing down interns yeah. to make door. sure that, you know, if anybody's job, that would be Carol's. So, again, yeah, lazy no. writing. Or Betty Brand. Um, yeah. Oh, I, Betty. Um, what happened to Brady? Nothing. I Did just, you say Brady? Betty. He's hungry. He wants more he's pizza. Hungry. He wants more pizza, yeah. No, I ate too much. I, I just, you know, I look at it, um, and not to tote my DC flag here. But you have a one-shot with Red Death, and you have a one-shot with the Miss Marvel Generations. You read Red Death, you don't need to know really any context before or after this book. You read this one, it's very obviously for nostalgia purposes and for fans. And it doesn't grab you. It look, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's been previously established. I'm a huge Miss Marvel fan, especially the OG. I really like Kamala Khan. This book, I, I found it, it was sad. It was sad. And I don't mean that, and it, it made me tear up because it was, uh, you know, sentimental. 
I thought it right. I just thought I, I it was. It's like they're not even trying. Yeah. And it, like I and said, that's not that, that that's great. nothing on G Willow Wilson or or the art or anything. The other thing is Shane to con, you know to follow up on your point. You know, DC comes out with a three ninety nine book that's action packed and killer. Mm-hmm. It's three ninety nine and has a, a chromium cover. Mm-hmm. Marvel's, yeah, you know, it's got a few more pages in it, but it's four ninety nine and has this cheap newsprint, you know, cover. And I don't know. I mean, they do do the dot print kind of old seventies comic book style artwork, which was, you know, oh, yeah. gimmicky, but um, yeah, could have been better. Yeah, I'll give them credit for that. <laughs> So this was um, this was just my favorite generations book. Like the other ones, I they were okay. The bar was pretty low. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think G Willow Wilson did the best that she could do with this. She situation. basically picked the bar up off the ground. Yeah. and put it on the first rung. Well, what wasn't there one that was okay, like the Thor one? Thor one was okay one too, was okay. but that's Jason Aaron though. Jason Aaron and was it um, uh, Mahmoud Asrar? Yeah, his yeah. his art really like. Yeah. Maybe uh, Jason Aaron and, and Jim Wilson worked together. One, but I heard that was really good. Yeah. Too. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. I heard. I the art just, was really good in this too. I don't want to knock. The oh, art. I love the art really in this. Good, I just yeah. thought it was a lot of fun because seeing it through uh, Kamala's uh, eyes, because she's kind of like this weird, quirky character, quirky teenage character. You know that. Uh, I actually, especially my, when she my gets favorite introduced. thing, my favorite thing about um, this book was um, the dialogue. Mm-hmm. If if I if I cut out half the other stuff. You know, and just read the dialogue, you know, Kamala's dialogue, I, w- I would have been better off. Because um, with some of the Generations one shots, and some and some of them aren't like this, but like the Hulk one, it was trying to be written like it was taking place in the 70s, like a, an actual 70s comic with this weird, uh, you know, narration and dialogue and this, like a, a monster literally coming out of the ground in the Hulk mm. uh, Generations one. And I think that's what she tried to do here as well, but some of the other Generations one-shots aren't doing that. And I think that's a, a, a problem uh, if you're not having, um, you know, a continuity between the the Generations yeah. one-shots. Well, I mean, the little bit of nostalgia that, that uh, Wilson threw in this book was Woman Magazine and... Um and the Shi'ar character. Oh, oh, is that like the Woman Magazine, a real thing? I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, cool. No, Car- Woman Magazine, which was owned by the Daily Bugle, uh, was that was Carol's occupation. Sweet. I uh, my favorite thing in this book is after just, NASA. Yeah, 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 yeah reference that yeah. in this book. NASA. She she, she was she gave up a colonel career. or something. Yeah. That uh, was major. No, it was colonel. Oh, yeah, it was colonel. Pretty sure it was Colonel because there's there was something I read yeah. recently where yeah. her and Captain America were talking. I think it was the Kelly Sue run. Yeah, it was the Kelly Sue run where she says that I, I outrank you. Yeah, I outrank you uh, because that's when he was trying to convince her to take the Captain Marvel name. Mm-hmm. So it was like uh, Kelly Sue run issue one. Yeah, but that was all that was all prior to uh, the Ms. Marvel series mm-hmm. after because I think she left. Um, oh, that's just backstory. Yeah, she left after the accident with Marvel. Okay. Mm, okay. Oh, after. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, my favorite thing in this book is just the uh, freeze frame, uh, record scratch freeze frame. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, yep, that's me, Kamala Khan. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. Like this stupid little joke that's been going I thought, on. I thought that was well played. <laughs> I really like it. All right, then rate it. Uh, three and a half, best of the generations books. 
Roger. Love the art. Wow. Okay. Um, two stars. Oof. I'm going to say two. Uh, the only reason it's not a one is I, I can appreciate a good nostalgia book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not nostalgic for me. Right. But I, I get how that feels to have that. So I'll give it a two for what it was trying to do. It's two for me. It was the most boring thing I read this week. <laughs> All right. What would you guys rather have reviewed and in place of what? Hmm. I think just about anything <laughs> other than the Marvel book. Over um, I don't know. I at, was happy with Red Death and at Invincible. This, at this point, I think you pick a Marvel book, you know, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to matter. Spider-Man? I would have. Uh, no, no, not Spider-Man? no. Is it bad? No, no. <laughs> Which one? Which Spider-Man? Spider-Man from this week. Do, is it? N- no. Is it bad? I, I, I spot, really I spot read it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, because I'm like, oh, we're going to get something on Miles Morales, you know, on the, the 616 Miles yeah. Morales. I started I started really to try and read it, and I was like, I can't do this. And I started flipping through it and reading it, you know, spot reading it, trying uh-huh. to figure out what was going on. Did that You think this was a slow book? Oh, God. Miles Morales, okay, from what I can gather, and maybe I should go back and read the whole thing to make sure I didn't miss, you know, an important word balloon, mm-hmm. but he's like a, a, a flunky of the kingpin mm-hmm. who got his face all cut up in prison, in prison protecting kingpin. Wait, who? Or a Miles. friend of kingpin or oh, somebody. Six months, six months. Oh, that's dumb. He's nobody. He's just he's just a kingpin flunky. Scroll Bendis. The whole, Scroll the whole, Bendis. But pretty much the whole issue is is flashbacks in prison with or or in the current day. You got the current day Miles and Kingpin, and then flashbacks in prison for the whole issue. And I looked through it, and I was just like, the art was drab. the The pacing of the story from you oh, know, just Pichelli? flipping through it, it looked. Sarah I I think it is. Uh-huh. But it's not. Look, the panel layouts, which is what Bendis Bendis would probably provide. Yeah, he writes the order. Is no, it's no, it's not. It's not Scroll cool. It's it's Bendis. boring. It, it looked it. it looked boring. <laughs> well, I told right. I, trendy. I, I, I gave Cody the condensed version of this because I didn't want. I, I didn't really. Not that I would impact Cody's feeling on the book, but I'm like, come back and tell me next week if I miss something important mm-hmm. because this looked like the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Well, on the bright side, there's like anyway. four Star Wars books out this week. That's yes. probably what I would have gone with yeah. was a Star Wars book. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I was just sticking to Marvel, we, sh- we got to just replace um, it with another mm. DC book. It would have been anything. The next numbered issue of Star Wars is the first one with Karen Gillan. Nice. Re- we should read that one. Okay. Very uh, cool. For me, it's uh, the Go-Go Dancing Power Rangers. Okay. Go-Go Power Rangers? Oh, right. Go-Go Power Rangers. Go-Go Dancing. Yeah. That's that's a whole other genre there, Johnny. <laughs> they might dance, we can't cover on this show. Oh, no. We can't? No. Um, uh, you'll need new shoes. <laughs> do don't, you think... Don't get him excited. Now, <laughs> Roger, do you think the Carol Danvers generations would have been better than the Camilla Khan generations? I mean, with uh, maybe her and Marvel. with Marvel. Yeah, Marvel and yeah. Marvel. I, I actually, I, I, I want to go back and read that one, too. Huh. And we'll see. That's a character I really wish Marvel would bring back. I'm not sure that they ever will. Oh, Marvel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
They're Marvel messing. and Uncle Ben, seem, like, they seem to be like really this. resolute in keeping yeah. them dead. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. messing up Carol Dan. Actually, no, the new run's pretty okay. Back now. Because Who? Mar- Rick Ryder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's been back. Because yeah. Marvel did come back uh, around Secret Invasion, and he was, he was a scroll. I remember that, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, trivia time. Dun, dun, dun. Shane. All right. Stump us. Well. With some trivia of the Dark Knight. Well, one of them I threw out earlier, so some of the people know. So this one will be for you. We all know, but you. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> How many Robins have there been? Don't answer, Johnny. S- Wait, why can't I answer? Because you were here you when were we here. discussed no, it. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you, yeah, you were. were. You were part of the conversation. Well, then I'm, I don't. I didn't pay you, attention. You were an active participant you in the conversation. The no, <laughs> you threw out a couple names. Did I? Yes. I don't remember this. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't ever done that. Wrong. That's what I said. Yeah. Did I miss one? Six? Yeah. There's six. 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 Oh, yeah. I would have guessed Carrie seven. Because Carrie Kelly uh-huh. was the one that a lot of people would probably miss. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Then there's another random rando in there, huh? Uh, Correct. Yeah. 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 So the rando. last rando. <laughs> Got killed by Black Mask. Or killed, quotes. Yeah. By Black Mask during um, the Pre- uh, war games. Pre-New 52. Way oh, pre-New 52. <laughs> Stephanie Brown. Oh, I was thinking Batwoman or Batgirl. <laughs> no. Well, you were kind of close because she wanted to be a Batgirl. She wanted to be Batgirl. That, ah, it's yeah. Stephanie Brown. That's Wasn't right. Stephanie yeah. Brown a Batgirl? No, she actually never became. Oh, she, uh, she, was. she did. Spoiler. She was yeah. She was Batgirl at the end of uh, the pre-New 52. Yeah, it was Everybody great. thinks that she was the Barbara purple. Gordon is the first. Technically, Stephanie Brown was the first, right? S- first what? Batgirl. No, 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 no. Stephanie Barbara. Brown was introduced um, so my, probably my, in the 90s. My bats crossed? Uh, no, uh, Barbara Gordon was the, the first bat girl. Kathy Kane was the first bat woman. That's who I was thinking of. Um, yeah, she never actually went by bat girl. She went by bat woman. Bat woman. But yeah, yeah she appeared right. way Before back. Kate I want to say like in the 50s. Uh, Larry would know. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Larry, if you're listening, go ahead and uh, send that in. Uh, my next one is... And this is open for anybody. Uh, when Dick Grayson moved to Bloodhaven, what was his profession? Oh, and we then there's a follow-up one. When um, Dick Grayson was moved he to a Bloodhaven? police officer? A security uh-huh. officer. Yeah. No. Was a police model. Officer. Model? No. Because we've had Dick Grayson trivia, and I remember this it? question. Yeah. There's like three things jobs he's had. Yeah. Well, okay. What was his career? Career. Let's put it that way. His career, maybe not a, a side job, but what was his um, career in the uh, uh, Nightwing run? When he moved to Bloodhaven, mm-hmm. uh, started it when he moved to Bloodhaven. What what era? He worked at New Fifty Two. Yeah, worked oh, at yeah. Baskin Robbins. Uh, <laughs> it's not yeah. a career, John. Baskin Robbins <laughs> always Robbins. finds out. Oh, nice. <laughs> 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 like, uh, nice. Great reference. <laughs> a carnival runner or something uh, like no, that. No, no. Well, he was. A police officer. Wait, we, he, oh, he said I just that. said that. Oh, you did. I didn't hear you. Yeah. I sorry. It's okay. And follow up question is: What was Alfred's one rule? Uh, for what? Well, sorry, Alfred <laughs> and Bruce's one rule. For Dick? Yes. No. For being the police officer. It's kind of a funny one, but uh-huh. it's kind of a duh. No killing. I don't know. <laughs> Never miss tea time. Yeah, well, that would that's his personal preference. Can't bring his gun into the Batcave. Oh. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. There were, there were a lot of times where he would show up in uniform, and they'd be like, you know you can't have that in here. And Keep so the cop bring, on the outside. Yeah. 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 All right. And now I have nice. reader trivia. 
Listener trivia? Listener trivia, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was looking at the book when I said it. All right. Do you want me to say it now, or do you want to wait until after we talk about um, the book? Do you want to go over last week's first, or do you want to... What was, yeah, do last week's. Okay. So last week, the question uh, that Heather posed to everyone out there was, um, why is there no Batman in the Bombshells universe? The answer was given in the first chapter, I think, of the book, because Batwoman saves the Waynes from being mugged in mm. Crime Alley. Sweet. That's a, that's so a cool one. There's no motive. They never die. <laughs> he never grows up to become Batman. All right. And we had a number of uh, responses this week. I appreciate that very much. Um, the winner of the trade paperback this week is Fernando Calderon. I think he won Grizzly Shark. Nice. Two. Uh, we have somebody's trying to compete with Tony. Oh, nice. So, and the winner of the comics last week, which was Metal Number Two, Runaways, and The Realm, all very good books. Yep. Uh, the winner of the comics is David Modell. Nice. So, um, Congratulations. Come by and I think uh, both these guys are local. Um, come by and pick up your, pick books. Up your books. Congratulations. Congrats. So now for uh, for Shane's question, if uh, if you would like to win the books this week, which are some extremely good books, almost all of them. <laughs> I'll let you you decide which ones. Anyway, <laughs> if if you want a chance to win either the graphic novel or the comics this week, send your response to Shane's questions to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Shane, light them up. All right. So, it's going to relate to our graphic novel this week, which is Batman Hush. So, when Batman Hush debuted, Jim Lee designed two new costumes specifically for this story. Which two costumes were they? Mm. You say it off air. Say it off air. I know. This. <laughs> we talked about it before you got here. Yeah. So, um, if you know the answer to Shane's question or you know how to Google, <laughs> uh, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Uh, you, too, might win some great reads. It's it's all good all around, pretty much. Like, even the single comics. Yeah. Two out of three. Minus one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Or Hush. I mean, fucking yeah. Johnny. Yes. Tell us about Hush. As yes. you're frantically trying to Let's figure out Let's talk about Hush, baby. Let's talk about... Never mind. All right. Hush. So, Batman Hush uh, by uh, the amazing know. Jeff Loeb and the equally amazing Jim Lee. Uh, Wait, play that back? What did he oh, say? Uh, about something, Jim Lee? Something about Jim Lee. What? Um, you don't think the Jim Lee? equally amazing? You don't think Jim Lee is Damn. good? Hey, dude, this is great Jim Lee art in here. Jim Lee's always good. I was going to say, is there such thing as bad Jim Lee art? There's a, All of us just eye-rolled so hard we almost knocked ourselves out. But that's continue. like a great combo, Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee. Yeah, it definitely is. it is. So, yeah. Uh, Too back, bad their Superman story wasn't up to this level, but uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Did they do – what Superman story was, was that? Uh, what was their follow-up? Um, You're thinking of Azarello. Was it? I thought it was the same. Talking about for tomorrow? Superman for tomorrow? Yeah, you're right. I am. Sorry. I was thinking it was the same Different duo. pacing, different, yeah. yeah. Cut you off there, Johnny. Sorry. It's okay. So a villain named Hush is stalking uh, Batman and sabotaging uh, kind of his uh, his life and 
uh, doing so by using all of the villain, well, most of the villains in uh, Gotham City, uh, and some familiar faces as well. That's, That's my a good pitch. pitch. Thank you. Good job. Come I was on, telling Jonathan, Shane give it to me. before. Uh, yeah, was, was that good? It didn't suck. Okay, <laughs> great. That's all I can good, get from you. Better job. than before. Thank you. Good job. Good job. You didn't explain the whole book in one like long run-on sentence like you usually do. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. You've oh, thank shown you. thank you. You've shown Progress. some growth. Yeah, thank you. Um, is, go ahead, Roger. Yeah, I, I was telling Shane before uh, before we started tonight. That Can I get that in writing? To me, <laughs> this was this was the perfect Batman story uh, all around. Yep. I mean, it's absolutely the most detective. Detective. Yes. Have you read um, this? It is at its heart. It's a detective story. It. It showcases his entire rogues gallery of villains. It showcases the entire Bat family and then extended characters like Oracle and, and Huntress um, and and Alfred. And uh, it goes over his, his past, you know, um, and it, it does it eloquently and seamlessly and the art is amazing mm-hmm. um this is for anybody that hasn't read much batman this is probably the best place to start because you get an introduction to everybody that's part of the bat family and the bat history you get um a <laughs> great for nobody that can actually see what happens, he said, can I get that in writing? So I just wrote on, on a piece of notebook paper, your pitch didn't suck, and signed my name. And he packed it away in his He's going to pull that out on you one day. <laughs> like, Look what that's you told awesome. me. He's pulling, that's a trump card. You saying that Jim Lee was good in writing yeah. at this point. Maybe. Sorry. Yeah, was, No, it's okay. Is Michael's closed? You could run down and get a frame. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a 30% now, off coupon. Damn, it is closed. Can I get a clarification here for the for Hush? Um, yes. Who exactly is Hush? Can we talk about spoilers? Like, cause I don't know. I we... don't want to uh, do, do that. Okay, okay because yeah. all right, when it's, it's one of the big mysteries. Yeah, because like I don't really know a lot about him. So this is, I think, this is. Um, I think there's only two the Hush read, stories yeah. that I've read. I think it's a uh, Batman Hush and Heart of Hush. I think uh, was. Um, yeah, Heart of Hush is more. No, recent. the Heart. I know which one you're talking about. That's the one with Catwoman, where he mm. um, basically puts a bomb on her heart. Right. As kind of revenge for her backstabbing him in this story, um, and and not well, not really backstabbing, but not falling in line. Right. Um, and then they had a follow up story to that. Return of Hush. A maybe? little, yeah, where he's um, the Hush. Is, Hush is targeting Joker mm. um, for Dude. Joker's actions in this book. So, so Hush is a villain that was perfectly done in this book, and I feel, in, in my opinion, should have never been returned. Like. Uh, should have never returned. I would have been okay with because that. Because this is just the perfect story for Hush and for Batman. Uh, and this was actually uh, one of my first DC books that I've ever read. Really? Yeah. Uh, I like. I was really into this book that I have all the. I bought all the single issues. Mm-hmm. That's when I was really big into collecting, and you know all that dumb junk. Um, Wow. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> no, well, I went back and bought them. And, well, and they gentlemen, were like, please stand by. We are about to experience technical difficulties. <laughs> um, no, and, and I really love the, the story. You know, I had all the variants, uh, except for the RRP variant, obviously, because it's like $1,000, this variant, the one that's in the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I like the story behind it uh, where Jeff Loeb wanted to do another Batman story with Tim Sale. 
But they said, oh, Tim Sale's not available. Uh, we have Jim Lee. He's great. He's like, okay. And Who's he asked Jim Lee guy? And, and, and right. he, he This asked, was one of his first yeah, um, DC books. And he asked Jim Lee. He's what He's Korean. No. That's a Walking Dead reference. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's what Daryl says to right. about. He he um, he asked Jim Lee like Come what on, what what do you want what villains do you want to you know draw he's like oh I'm fine with drawing with all of them mm-hmm. and so he, all of them. he <laughs> put basically all of the villains in this book and th- this book is amazing if you're not if you haven't read any Batman stories this is the one to read if you're not into comics and you like Batman movies or anything like that this is the a book yeah. to give to people yeah if you nice. like mysteries this book is basically a and this a, was graphic novel mystery right and i love that this kind of foreshadows um under the hood Mm -hmm. uh that came out a couple of years later this is well um they actually used it as kind of like a test to see if fans would be receptive to jason todd returning when this takes place prior to his return when i got to that page i literally like just stopped and uh well the first time i read it and you know i was like oh insert Mm -hmm. curse word here you know, because uh, it, it was intense. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, and the, the art by Jim Lee during that yeah. page, that you know, with the reveal. But Jim Lee and Scott Williams, they are just yeah, an definitely. amazing to go, combination. To, to, to go back to, to Matt's question about who Hush is, mm-hmm. you know, that it's a central um, question in this book that Batman, Batman figures out relatively early on that somebody there's somebody else pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. There, someone new that, or someone old doing new things. New, yeah. right. That's how he keeps saying. Right, which was a great line. Um, and there are several moments in the story where you think it's somebody, but then it, but it ends up but oh, they yeah. they end up not being it you know not being somebody else. Well, there's there's a there's a few people that end up dressed up as Hush. Mm-hmm. Okay, that and 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 you're like, oh my, oh my God, is that you know who it is? Hmm. Oh no, and nope. then you know you in the next chapter, it's like, oh my God, is that who it is? Nope. And so I think that in in this case, in spoiling who Hush is, it would, would probably right. take a lot of the drama, uh, dramatic elements out of the story. And so I would not recommend doing that. Yeah, yeah. I would not well, recommend doing If you're that. interested in reading the book, do not spoil it. Yeah, and here's the other thing, like it takes so long for Hush to to show up mm-hmm. good and proper. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's it, at least it's a I think halfway through the book. Yeah. And it's a it's a big delay. There's clues and elements of his mm-hmm. costume that are seated throughout the whole thing. Like yeah. Yeah. Waylon Jones wearing the trench or what's his last? Is it Waylon Jones? Yeah, you're right. Killer Croc? Killer Croc. Yeah, oh. wearing the trench coat. Uh, Two Face with the bandages mm-hmm. on his face. There's just these little things that it's like he keeps seeding for Bruce. Yeah. Well, the reason I even asked that is because I, I did read though at the Batman Eternal where Hush shows up briefly uh-huh. for that. For oh, a does bit. he really? Yeah, he and pops I had back for a little bit. No real context with him, and so I kind of got it spoiled for me from that experience. But okay. I kind of wanted to like get a real definition hey, of where Matt, the character stems. I would. You I haven't would read, read this. Book? I haven't read it. No. This is one of the best Batman books. It's one of the, you, the the main Batman ones that I haven't read. You should read it. It because Jeff Loeb understands these characters and understands Batman extremely well mm-hmm. because he knows that Batman deep down he wants a because uh, uh, another uh, plot line in this story is him having a relationship with Catwoman. Yeah. Or uh, which one of the most iconic. 
pictures. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. It, I have that statue. It's, a, it's an amazing yeah. statue, and I would love to have that statue. The Selena oh, Batman yes. kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Like but that's that's one of the most iconic pages from recent comic book history. Yeah. Was yeah. that? And what's really? Two thousand four. Was it four? I think it was yeah, four. Yeah, that's about. I would say around that time. Um, I was but maybe six. But I could be off. I I, I was thinking. Um, uh, so not, not six. No. No, it's okay. probably four. Um, I think it's around that time. So uh, I, let's see, two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was a little off. Um, so I was talking about uh, Jeff Loeb understands Batman so well because while he's trying to have this um, relationship with Catwoman, even at the end, he gets paranoid at mm-hmm. something she says, and he understands that Batman. Well, to be will, fair, yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty significant thing. To say. Why yeah. would you say that? Yeah. Like right, but into like, like he's also being a little bit over dramatic. You know, kind of because he is because that's who Batman is. He's uh, dramatic and uh, paranoid all the time. And Jeff Loeb understands that about this character. And you get the bat undies back, which I'm a fan of. Well, well, this was when they were still there. When does this take place? Pre-New 52. Yeah, way, way too pre-New 52. Probably around uh, a little bit before what? Infinite Crisis? Oh, oh, yeah, before, before that, I would four, say. Four I would say before Identity before Crisis. Five years before that. Okay. I think What's Identity really Crisis cool was 2006, right? This is, right, this is I would say, pretty yeah. soon after Superman exactly Wedding. Six. So I think Superman yeah, Wedding Lewis was... And Clark t- were yeah, they're married in this one. And I would say... Mm, gosh, oh, I'm trying to pivotal moment. For, for anybody out there who's reading Rebirth Batman and uh, where Tom King is... Is really pursuing this relationship between this good Bruce and Selena, if uh, mm-hmm. which I think he's doing a masterful job of. You know, um, I really appreciated getting some of the the backstory with those two, uh, their relationship in this book. I think it's 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 a great foundation that King is actually building off of now. And so if you if you're liking King's uh, Batman run what he's doing right now with him and Selena and the War of Jokes and Riddles all that I would come back and I would I would read this book yeah hands down in a hurry mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's this is this is the best Batman story I've ever read let's not forget the oh so awesome um, splash page uh, where Batman straight up uppercuts <laughs> Superman with the kryptonite ring uh, you don't come to Metropolis and not be prepared for him. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's yeah. a ring that Superman gave him, is it not? Yes. Yeah. That's some yeah. fun it's fun trivia there. Yeah, Superman Which gave was, him the ring because only he, he knew Bruce would use it if right. he needed and, to. And Clark tells him in, in this story, mm-hmm. he's like, thank you. Yeah. You know, he made the right because choice. Because I knew, I knew that you would be Speaking the one that I- would be able to use it. Of iconic panels, that that punch is a pretty yeah. iconic one. So Just, it's one. It is actually rated one it, of the best Superman Batman fights. Yeah, it, the two uh, yeah, and it's a pa- it's a double page spread that most people say like, "Hey, look, Batman will always kick Superman's butt," which is not true. Um, but yeah, I this book is the perfect Batman book. I think. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I because it's twelve issues and it uh, like showcases almost all of the villains. Mm-hmm. And when you find out like kind of awesome who's a, behind it uh, somewhat uh, at the at the end, um, I think it's oh, an yeah. emotional reveal. Yeah, like, it's it, it. You can tell it. You know, it with, hits with him being the the final villain, it's like what him? But it makes sense. And oh yeah. 
it's it's fun. It's uh, and the way he shuts him down. Yeah, yeah. it's very action packed, but also very detective heavy. Mm-hmm. It's everything that you want and need in a Batman yeah. book. This was also the one of the first. Well, it wasn't the first time, but it was um, where they really focused on Harley Quinn and really made her part of the comic lore. I think that, that was um, what somebody was telling me today that this was this was her first of. This was her first in, big in like DC yeah. canon outside mm-hmm. of the Batman Adventures. Correct. Yeah. You know. This was where they really cemented her as um, part of Batman mythology. Uh, this comic really resonated with me when it came out. I have all twelve issues, first editions, um, all signed by Jim Lee. Ooh, so um, nice. And you know, I have the entire action figure line. I have statues. Um, I have a replica. You are nothing if not thorough. Yeah, and I, I have. Appreciate I have a replica. You, <laughs> of, I have a replica of this bat suit on a mannequin upstairs nice. in my loft in my house. And so this story really kind of resonated with me. Yes, you look real like, life bat suit like yeah, on a mannequin. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, that is dope as hell. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah, and so um, this story really resonated with Can me I as, like it? you said, the pinnacle, the the great Batman story. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, wouldn't um, fit it I don't fill it out anymore. I used to <laughs> when I first got it. Uh, when I was when, you get uh, when I was reading this, um, what I did was I have the unwrapped version. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I read it uh, just Jim Lee's raw pencils. Yep. No but, inks either. But uh, the other, the still, you know, Scott Williams. Colors are really good. So His colors are amazing. I also have the absolute edition of this, and so of course I just, you do. That's the one version I don't have. I have the Shane. Uh, I know. Hey, I right have here? the unwrapped. What I are have you thinking? Noir. I have the the hardcover, the soft cover individually. Dude, it's it's right, right there. there. I know. <laughs> Get on. Yeah, that. you saw what I bought last week, so <laughs> I need to be careful for a while. <laughs> uh, so I would, I you know, I'd go and pop that open and not necessarily like read it because I was, you know, it's easier yeah. to hold the the smaller book to read. But I was just, you know, kind of looking at all the, the mm-hmm. colored art. And this yeah. is the. It's good. Be- this is the best Jim Lee has looked for me. I love his art in, really? in this story. I think he's pretty consistent with this he's, art. He's I will consistent. say, if I. And I'm a huge Jim, huge Jim Lee fan. Um, I The only complaint I have is I don't like Jim Lee's Joker. Oh. That's my favorite joke. Really? Yeah. I With for some elongated Yeah, chin for and some nose. reason it I just I love his nose. For the rest of his characters look so clean and tight. Yeah. And Joker no, just I get it. And I get it. It's supposed to be chaotic and there's a Do you like the Tim Sale Joker? Uh yeah. I mean, you know, Tim Sale's Tim Sale, right? So all <laughs> of his characters are a little exaggerated in ways um and I appreciate that style. Mm-hmm. But um I just some about Jim Lee's Joker just yeah, always. Yeah, it's a little. I see I see. I definitely see the difference there. Yeah, it, um, it's it's not terrible, but it's not my favorite. Sometimes, okay, here's the thing about Jim Lee for me. Sometimes his um his uh like characters in recent stuff, uh, especially in the New Fifty Two, it just felt a little stiff to me. It didn't feel like uh they were moving fluidly, and I know they're not. But you know, most artists can. Uh, Interpret make, motion. Right. Yeah. Like uh, Carmine John, uh, D. John Domenico, mm-hmm. he does a really mm-hmm. good job on The Flash. But with this, he did an excellent job, especially like I keep uh, coming back to uh, when Harley enters the opera house and she kind of flips and you can you can you, see the you motion. Vi- there. Yeah, you yeah. can visualize. The- and that's why I love that's why I love Jim Lee here. And maybe that's why I'm not that. Well, I think Jim huge Lee's in his element when right. he's drawing Batman. You know, he he's a, he is a, for, first and foremost a Batman fan, um, 
but you know he i mean i i love all his work you know the justice league or his justice league run the justice league origins run mm. um, this is in- incredibly yeah. beautiful you know, and that dark side battle like i don't know it's just everything with yeah. I have those signed too. I really like how, just on a completely different note, how Jeff Loeb uh, kind of wrote Tim Drake in this. Uh, yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the Tim's characters. a hard character to write. Well, you, know, you got that many Robins to compete. Yeah, with well, he's point. just a hard yeah. character because he's the only Robin who doesn't want to be Robin. Yeah, like he really. Like, I mean, the only Robin who right. doesn't want to be Batman. Right. Yeah. Like he's just like I'm doing it because it's what I want to do right now. Yeah. But, yeah, he was. Uh, he's always been an interesting character. Yeah, I love. Um, that's my favorite. Robin. If you like this mystery aspect here, I strongly recommend Bruce Wayne Murderer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I, that, I think I've read that, that a while. That ago. was a very underrated um, miniseries that came mm-hmm. out. It also had twelve issues. Uh, very similar in the really deep mystery um, where Bruce is framed for murder and. Um, is that the one with the covers and the last one supposedly? Yep. Like, if you took all 12 covers yeah. and pieced them together, and I actually did all over my living room floor, <laughs> it shows you who the villain is, who who oh, it that's was, weird. who, who the, the actual killer is. Can you, like, tell with 11 issues? Uh, not really. They do a pretty really? good job of keeping it, like, somewhat hidden. Who's the murderer? Um, I'm not going to spoil oh, it. Oh, come on. I'll that's tell you really offline. Cool. Okay. But it was on, a very good line. On, good on, line. A, on a similar side note, was it you, Shane, that was telling me about a Superman story that we're going to be doing coming Ju- up soon? Justice I'm League, sure The Nail? That, I'm pretty sure huh. Jonathan probably hasn't read that Have one. Have you read The Nail? I have not. Oh, my what God. Is that? There's two books. A, I got goosebumps. Don't. Actual goosebumps. <laughs> right Look, wow. I ordered them. Look, okay, so so here's the deal. I, I went and I, I was like, Shane told me about this story. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Hold on. You know, pull Diamond up. And I'm like, oh, it's out of print. He's like, oh, darn it. And so I'm like, oh, but there's a special deluxe hardcover coming out on October 18th. And so, uh, so it was like, my money. it was like, so I think we scheduled you for the next week. Yeah. It, was, it was either the next week or the week after that. And it's like, okay, well, I'll get in these hardcovers. Who's the writer? You know, I, uh, I honestly can't tell you. It's been, it's, the story resonates with me so, so much. Yeah. Just to give you. Justice League the nail? It's Justice League the Nail, but it's a Superman-centric story, basically. So the story, just to give you a, a brief summary, is what would have happened if the Kents ran over a nail on the road oh, and they got a flat tire. I've heard of this. Yeah. And um, they weren't, they never recovered Superman's ship. And he actually gets found by a Amish family and who was on the same road going the opposite direction and they found him and Superman is raised by an Amish family on a farm so he has no media he doesn't know the world he doesn't know crime and all this stuff that's happening and the rest of the world goes on like normal there's still a Batman a Flash and everything but they've never encountered a Superman and um, a villain shows up who only Superman can face and it's just a really amazing story of this alternate like and then they, they, you know, not to spoil too much, but obviously they come into contact with Superman at the end, and um, he has to. He he's kind of forced into this life that he doesn't want to be part of, and the rest of the heroes are like, "Holy crap, who is this guy?" And then they did a sequel called Another Nail, right on the nose. Yeah, they did. And this actually, this hardcover has both books. Oh, sweet! So we'll I'm buying read it. both of them. So it's by Alan Davis, who did a lot of uh, Marvel stuff for Excalibur and Un- Uncanny X. Okay. But his uh, most famous, uh, well, his most famous are Excalibur, Uncanny X Men, mm-hmm. 
the nail and another nail. Yeah, another nail was great. It, it just basically tells how all these DC heroes are mentoring Superman and turning him into the hero Sweet. they need Yeah, they him tie up like be. loose ends. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they're they're teaching him how to be Superman. So just, here here's the <laughs> Let me know when it's in. It, it <laughs> says throw uh, the cash in front of you. The story the story's theme is set in the first paragraph, which is for want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the knight was lost. For want of a knight, the battle was lost. So it was a kingdom was lost. All for want of a nail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I'm a it's a that. great book. It's an amazing. Anyway, book. coming cool. soon. All right, yes. I'm down. <laughs> so sorry, sorry that sorry. was I know well, that was that was a complete departure. Let's go ahead about, and rate uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> I think we know. Should we do yeah. it all at the same time? Uh, Are you gonna screw this up, Johnny? No, of course not. <laughs> 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 all right, and <laughs> all right, one, Fraction. two, three. Five. Five. So ACP certified. Uh, get it in absolute. Definitely worth it. Sorry. Come on, Shane. I know, right? Yes. Get that HR money out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go over to previews. Uh, from Marvel Comics next week, we have Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider number eight, Black Panther number 18, Cable number five, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again number five, Generations Captain America is number one. Generations Morales, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, number one. I Am Groot, number five. Infamous Iron Man, number 12. Marvel Legacy, number one, and that's what we're reviewing. Yes. Uh, All 50 pagers. What? All 50 pages, excuse me, pagers. Fingers crossed. I thought you were trying to be cool. Yeah. Pagers. Pagers. Get your pages. I Uh, really want Marvel to kind of turn over a new leaf with this. I don't don't know if we're going to do it, but uh, I, I... I hope so. Fingers we'll crossed. We'll find out next week. Uh, Mighty Captain Marvel number nine, Mighty Thor number twenty-three, Punisher number sixteen, Spider Gwen number twenty-four, Star Wars Jedi Republic, Mace Windu number two, Thanos number eleven, Venomverse number four of five, X Men Blue number twelve. That's it from Marvel. From DC, we have Action Comics number nine eighty-eight, The Oz Effect part Yay. two, uh, Batgirl number fifteen, Batman Beyond number twelve, and. <laughs> We're reviewing another one shot from the Metal Universe, and it is Batman the Murder Machine. Is that a cyborg? A cool one? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, God, I hope there's a metal title, like like <laughs> a, a metal song title in, in that one. Murder um, Machine. Hmm. Batman the Shadow, number six of six. Blue Beetle, number 13. Detective Comics, number 965. I believe that starts the lonely place of living. The Tim Drake story. Which is the Tim Drake returning story. What's been going on with him. So uh, that one's pretty heavy. Special cover for that, right? It's an homage cover, I think, to Lonely Place of Dying. I thought it had a – I may be wrong. I thought it had a special, like, fancy Oh, lenticular? Yeah, maybe like a lenticular. I don't think they're doing the lenticulars for that. You know, initially I thought so. I thought that both um, the Oz Effect and the the Lonely Place of Living were both getting lenticulars. Um, We'll see. Okay, but I think when we ordered them, I, I don't I don't remember it having it. Okay, it. maybe you're who I got that from. So, so maybe you and I were talking. Yeah, uh, we have Flash number thirty one, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number twenty nine, Hellblazer number fourteen, Justice League of America number fifteen, and then we have Justice League Power Rangers number six of six. The long delay is over. January. Is that when that started? Yeah. Was this, that nine months at that point? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And we're apparently reviewing that. It's it's Matt's birthday next it's Matt's week. Birthday. He got he got 
pick it a litter for for, for the book. So next week. Marvel Legacy, uh, that's going to be technically our indie book, I guess. Yeah, it right? works for me. Um, and then after that, we have the Commandy Challenge number nine of twelve, and I believe that's the Tom King issue, if I'm not mistaken. Sweet. So that could be really fun. Uh, Nightwing: The New Order number two of six. Suicide Squad number twenty six. That's a metal tie-in. Uh, I believe that's Gotham Resistance part three. Uh, Wonder Woman number thirty one, and I believe that starts the um, Children of the Gods story mm-hmm. where she finds her twin brother or starts looking for her twin brother. For indie comics, we have Black Monday Murders number seven. Oh God, yes! Wow. Oh God, this is going to be. Are great. they still huge? Like the page? No. Like oh okay. No, they're to normal comics. Oh okay. Size. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 19 My Little Pony Legends of Magic number 6 Rat Queen Special Orc Dave number 1 I feel like we should do that Yeah Cause that could be hilarious Let's do both um, We'll see how many we get in yeah. Awesome Robotech number 3 Saga number 47 Southern Bastards number 18 Spawn number 278 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ongoing number 74 And Exo Battle War number 7 That's it from indie, so small list. Uh, graphic novels, we have. Oh my god! Oh do, my god! What do we have? <laughs> this is probably on my pull. It's the Justice another. League Absolute. Yes, no. Justice League uh, Origin Absolute hardcover. Oh, oh! I just got warm and tingly all over. I have You're a extremely serious, red. I have a serious problem with Absolute Editions. You put anything in an Absolute that I've read, I will buy it. Yeah, like, it's uh, Jeff Johns, Jim, Jim Lee. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Aliens Defiance trade paperback number two uh, or it's volume a, two. That's a good good series. Yeah. Uh, DC Superhero Girls trade paperback volume four. Pastimes at Super. Title gets cut off apparently. Oh, Superhero super Hire. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Five Fists of Science trade paperback new edition. What? I don't know what that is, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> Future Quest trade paperback volume two. Finally. Munchkin Trade Paperback, Volume 6 of 6. Uh, Royal City Trade Paperback, Next of Kin, Sex Criminals Trade Paperback, Volume 4. 4G. Ah! <laughs> well. Okay. God, That's Matt smart. Fraction, I swear. Uh, I'm good. sorry for anybody that had to listen to that. <laughs> it's um, a title name, so. That's the title name. Don't blame me. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Deadpool Trade Paperback, Volume 3, Itsy Bitsy. Superman Rebirth Deluxe uh, Collection Hardcover Book 1 About Time. I've been waiting for that one. (laughs) I'm clearly spending a lot of money next week is what I'm reading here. There's a lot. Um, Thor Epic Collection Trade Paperback Wrath of Odin. Titans uh, Trade Paperback paperback, Volume 2 Made in Manhattan. Uh, Walking Dead Trade Paperback uh, Volume 28. And Exo Manowar uh, Volume 2 uh, general and as always this is not the complete list of new releases uh, for that go to horizoncomics.com click on the new releases tab it's updated every Monday yes sir and we are also reviewing because of Matt's birthday yeah pick Black Mirror Black Batman. Mirror by Scott Schneider and I don't there's two artists Johnny Francesco <laughs> Francavillo and Jock yeah. oh nice back to back bats yeah well I don't know I think and Black Mirror is up there too oh yeah it's a yeah. great story great detective story great and this Dick is story. yeah Black Mirror is it, it was a story written during the time where Bruce Wayne was dead yeah and uh, Dick Grayson took over the mantle of Batman mm-hmm. uh, with Damien at his side so you have a bit of a a role reversal where you have an optimistic hopeful Batman 
and a pessimistic, cynical brat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, assassin. Oh, who, I, who, you I know. love the Dick and Damien combos oh, because a, Dick is yeah. such an older brother, and Damien has none of that. He's just like, "What? Shut up, Grayson!" You know, yeah. oh, it's so great. But it's great because they even. They still, in Rebirth, they yeah. reference that. When Nightwing yeah. was looking for Sean, his girlfriend, he, Damien helped him. And, and they reference, you know, that, you know, he, well, to Damien, Dick was his first Batman. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Bruce. Bruce was gone. Um, Bruce was, Bruce never gave him the mantle of Robin, and they never worked side by side when he died. That was uh, Scott Snyder's first Batman stuff. On Detective Comics. Yeah. That's what that's what got him the job on yeah. Batman yeah. in yeah. New 52. Yeah. And it's yeah, good, Because that too. was, Black Mirror uh, ran in the Detective Comics yeah. series. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's half. At the end of, at the end of pre-New 52. Yeah. yeah. But it's also yeah. a half Dick story, half Gordon story, which that's yeah. the even more interesting part of it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a really good book. It's really intense. We, uh, accompanied by the two artists, it just makes it even more intense. How uh, how long is this one? Twelve. Ten issues. issues. Ten issues. Ten oh issues. god! Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to get busy. It's, it's really good. Speed yeah. read. Yeah. I think it's a longer read than Hush. It's yeah. really quick, actually. Well, Snyder's wordy. <laughs> yeah. I was reading it the he other day. He tends to be a little wordy. Little the Gordon issues, yeah. they breeze by. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm going to have to take that home tonight and get started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that's going to be fun. Uh, for news, we actually have some pseudo comic book news for once, not just yeah. movies and all that. Yeah, I like movies. Um, I do too, but I mean, this is a comics <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yes. Expect to have, like, and like, so most movie news is just rumors, so... Yeah. Um, so we we have some musical chairs kind of getting played here at DC. Um, yeah. Chris Priest, Christopher Priest, and Pete Woods are going to be taking over the Justice League title from mm-hmm. uh, from Brian Hitch. Brian Hitch and uh, Fernando Pissarin. What, what what book were they on before? There's, I believe, there's still going to be uh, Priest is still going to be on his book. He's been writing Deathstroke. Oh, okay. And. Yeah, that's good. It's it's very good. If you've st- it's it's one of the the harder, longer reads out of a lot of the Rebirth titles. But man, once you get it, it's he does a really good job of telling a very human story about and with Deathstroke. Hmm. Um, just just you want to talk about dysfunction? This guy knows how to do it. Like, and he said he wants to bring like kind of that realistic kind of gritty. He says they're still gonna be punching aliens. But he's like my my the tonal shift that I'm gonna go for is this like similar to what I've been kind of doing here. He's like I think that'd be kind of cool for it. so I'm stoked because I've been digging the heck out of Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, it'll be probably a good breath of fresh air for a lot of people that haven't been enjoying. I, I think the Justice League title needs a yeah. breath, breath of fresh, fresh air. air. It does, um, which is sad because I I had high hopes for for Brian Hitch after his JLA little. Power of the Gods or whatever mm-hmm. that or Power and Glory I think is what he with, called uh, it Rao. with Rao with Rao yeah. yeah that was a great story it was it was awesome um, and it, and it fit right into Superman's uh, death R.I.P. or whatever it was and it was supposed to be a continuation his JL run from that but he just got bogged down with deadlines and could not keep up with double shipping so anyway so I'm high hopes for that I I can't wait that's gonna be af- right after I believe the crossover with the Justice League metal stuff ooh because there's going to be a little four-part November, crossover. Right. Yes, I believe. So there's a little four-part crossover thing with some of the other books, but um, where the Justice League are going to throw down with the Dark Knights. Well, cause, so after mm-hmm. that, 
he's going to take over. As you said, metal's just as much a Justice League story as it is Batman. It is mm-hmm. very yeah. much a Justice League Snyder story. always pitched it at that, even after he left after uh, um, Endgame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be cool. Um, Pete Woods I was unfamiliar with, so I had to Google some of his art. So be interesting combo with the grittiness that Priest writes with, with this guy's art because I have a hard time describing. Just Google Pete Woods. He's good. I don't. I don't know how. He hasn't done anything crazy. Yeah. Well, he probably has. Just I haven't. No, I'm, mm-hmm. with it. I'm not going to pretend like I don't. Yeah. Know, oh, like, I've seen every artist. Um, and then another another little um, musical chairs type creative team, creative switch. team switch up. Nightwing's getting a new creative team. Yeah, Tim, they are. Tim Seeley is Ooh. hopping off, and he's going to I believe Constantine. Mm. Sounds mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But Sam Humphreys, the writer of Green Lanterns, Green, Lantern. Green Lanterns, not Hal. Um, and I heard that's still pretty good, though. <laughs> yes, still yeah. very good. Excuse I like Sam good. Humphreys. He's a, he's a solid writer. Yes. Yeah, he he did a a good uh, Star Lord run, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Bernard Chang, yeah, from Batman Beyond is going to be doing a. Uh, so a, okay, is this a good time to jump on Nightwing, or should I, I catch up? I think so because it sounds like Tim Seeley Tim Seeley's going back to finish his 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 climactic run with freaking the Raptor. Raptor. Uh. Like and what's funny is he tweeted saying something along the lines like I wanted to create like an epic villain for him and I did like gosh darn it or whatever and I'm like really Tim? You want to you want to like re- 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 so that team? <laughs> like not not a lot of people like at least not yeah. a lot of people I've talked to like Raptor. Maybe there's a lot of fanfare for that character yeah, but he's going back to him. To wrap up his Dick Grayson story, um, I heard there were some really high high points, like the Bloodhaven story, yeah. a lot of stuff like that. Was that good? You're on that, Yeah, right? I, Yeah, I read Nightwing regularly. I'm not a big fan of his current uh, – because I wasn't a big, big fan of Dick Grayson, Super Spy or yeah. Agent of Spiral Grayson, or whatever yeah. he called yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a big fan of it. I read it because I love the character Dick Grayson, but I but, didn't really care for the story. So – I love Nightwing, right? So I read the whole <coughs> new Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. I didn't read Grayson because it wasn't appealing, but would be catching up on number so, one. So yeah, I mean uh, yeah. the first the first arc, you know, going to Bloodhaven and and kind of finding his footing. I thought it was really really good throwback to the, like the the late nineties Nightwing where he was you know on his own. Okay. Um, and some of his really cheesy rogues like Orca. Yeah, yeah. Well, they bring all of them back yeah. and uh, Blockbuster and stuff. <laughs> oh my god! Um, they bring Mike yeah, that's awesome. Uh, twice. And the current run right now, the current story arc, is a throwback to Grayson. So I'm uh, not really into it because uh, Spiral is coming back and now they're bad like, guys. Yeah, I'm just I I find myself looking at the art and not really reading the story. Uh, it's, like it's, um, it's good, but it's just Fernandez. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, still on it because he's a pretty good Nightwing artist. Yeah. Well, no, the art's great. Um, but it's just it's just I don't care. I don't know. Care. This sound, yeah. like I don't I haven't read anything <clears throat> from from Humphreys or from Bernard Chang, but that's a killer team. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. I'm uh that might make me start reading it again. So Yeah, well they like Maybe I said we'll they brought issue. they brought Damien back and they brought um Professor Pig into it. Oh, so they that's how they closed um their previous story arc and it was really I loved it. Um, because Damien, Dick, and Professor Pig is throwback to pre-New 52. Okay. Um, but, you Especially know. that first volume is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Cool. Um, and then comics, but comics in another medium. Watchmen, mm-hmm. HBO, officially yep. greenlit. Pilot. 
Is it a pilot? pilot. Or are they actually going to do the, like, Damon Lindelof? Well, they want to do a mini series. Damon Lindelof's behind it? Yeah. yeah. Might yeah. actually he's, be really good. He's the brains, yeah. yeah. Pilot Dude, I is can't green. wait for that. It's a yeah. go. He tweeted, oh, a, he tweeted a picture of a boardroom uh, with the Ingratitude statue um, that, sitting on the desk. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize that. So, yeah, it's officially it. a go on mm-hmm. HBO. Yeah. <sighs> They're going to probably ride the hype train off of doomsday clock yeah probably <laughs> speaking of doomsday clock Segway. jeff johns keeps just tantalizing me more and more he tweeted like the covers more to number covers. one and then he tweeted the covers to number two and i was like oh what? they're so clean so, oh so, god yeah, Gary frank you. that 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 man deserves a medal just for existing <laughs> yeah. and being an artist <laughs> like oh my god i was so stoked when i saw that cover so yeah i'm i'm i i'm just I Ma- just imagine you're this exciting now. Wait till we actually read and review the book. Uh, <laughs> I'll, <crap. laughs> I'll probably like crap myself. Like, ah! like, I'll have a heart attack. That book luckily, has me so intrigued. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, we have metal every week to yeah. distract us for because yeah. it's going to be two months before we get Doomsday Clock. Are we going to get metal and Doomsday Clock at the same time? Like, uh, it will overlap. Two, right? a, um, It'll overlap a for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of the one shots and tie-ins for metal will be done mm, yeah. by November. Just be like metal five so, and six or something. So for metal number one, I went bonkers with all these exclusive variants and stuff like that. Like oh I, I should not have. Okay, right. I, I, that was me for rebirth. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, certain certain things. It's just like like I have to scratch that itch. And so and and Blake Starling can attest to this because every time I was I'd find like a new variant i'd send it to him he'd be like stop stop it because i have the same compulsion that you have except i'm worse and i'm like he'll, he will buy them all yeah and i'm like well now this is just fun so i was just like you're gonna feel my pain with me so everything that i bought i'd send him like the link like check out what i just got and he'd be like ah i just bought it too <laughs> so i told him i was like can you imagine how bad it's gonna be when doomsday clock oh, hits because as good as metal issues. is that's 12 ish well i told him i was like dude number one that's it i'm done playing this game <laughs> Except for now, I saw a David Finch uh, number three variant. Now I'm just like, I can't look at these. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I I can't. Fall but down anyway, the hole, man. <laughs> yeah. So like, I told him, I was like, you imagine how bad it's gonna be when Doomsday Clock hits. If they do like a bunch of other variant type stuff, I'm just gonna like, yeah. oh okay, <laughs> sure. Let's just let's just go down this rabbit hole and see how deep it is. So yeah. anyway, uh, questions. You got some? I do. Oh, a new uh, Punisher trailer came out as well. Oh, and just a yes. Uh-huh. Clarify, uh, I think the Star Wars issue that just came out was 36. I was just looking at the previews. 38 is the first one with Karen Gillan. So the next issue is the last one with Jason Aaron. Did okay. You, okay. Did, yeah. did you get a lot of your students asking them to teach uh, for that for you to teach them one by Metallica? No, mm-hmm. I have taught that before, but not this week. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great freaking song. All right, first question from Carlos: Are you guys excited for any of the new comic-related TV shows coming out this fall? Hmm. Was it gifted? gifted? That looked okay. It's Fox. Yeah, but I don't like it. Fox has Gotham and the Gifted. You can't cross the streams, man. How about humans? No, you don't cross so the sick. streams. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll wait for Netflix, honestly. I'll wait for I Netflix. Think that, it's not even on Netflix. That that it will be after it's done airing. I think uh, that had zero will it air? on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. As a 4% right now. It's at four? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a bunch of characters you guys don't care about or want. Black Bolt's the only <laughs> cool character, and he looks horrible. Um, um, I, I will give it a shot. I, I, could, I can't say I'm excited about it. There's, 
I find myself not having as much time for TV, so I find Netflix myself. Well, dude, even even for, like just watching things in period, like, oh, in general, just period. Um, so I have to like pick and choose like so it's it's things that are like the quality of like Game of Thrones, like that's oh. kind of what I make time for exactly. So, good. so yeah, I have so little TV in my life right now. I don't, I don't even know. I think there was one, what uh, a Star Trek spin of Orville. Stra- uh, Orville. 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 That, looks so that looks so funny. Really Seth MacFarlane. But there uh, is a new Star Trek too. That Star Trek Discovery premieres yeah. Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, Discovery. That yeah, that looks cool. That was one I was thinking yeah. of. Orville. Orville's, yeah. Yeah. Orville's the um the like uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy yeah, Quest Galaxy wannabe. Quest yeah. yeah, with Seth MacFarlane. Uh, not really comic related, but those were the only two that really kind of piqued my interest. Yeah. The only shows I really watch right now are Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and the CW superhero shows. The that's Flash like all is I watch. so good. Well, that's it. To answer Carlos' yeah. question, The Flash would be what I'm yeah. most yeah. interested if, if in. It's, if it's Dead. superhero, Flash like Flash is the only one that I've been making time for previously because yeah. Arrow just lost it for yeah, me. Yeah. I heard the last um, episode of Arrow was amazing. Yeah, the last yeah, episode they brought Deathstroke back. getting through the rest <laughs> of that season to that last, last <laughs> yeah. episode is freaking I actually impossible. thought last season was probably one of the better ones they've had in the past three years. But, wow. That says uh, a lot. Yeah, well, know. Prometheus was, you know, it was kind of cool. The to fact that, that they have to bring back Deathstroke just because that was the best season yeah. like says a lot so. uh, but Flash it's, is awesome yeah it's not a fall show but I will say I watched The Tick on Amazon oh, yeah. was it good um, I it was great I watched the pilot he doesn't say spook dang it but, um, but it is The Tick I mean it's it's really he tries they try to make it serious like but with the straight, tick yeah they, they really play it straight but it's the well, tick well I gathered that from the pilot when Arthur was like how he was, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is. Oh, uh, it's the the whole show is an Arthur show. The okay. the show is like the tick through Arthur's eyes. I can't remember who was on the show that um, said that to me. Somebody told me that. Yeah, and it's it's a it's really a good um, good modern take on it. Uh, I still don't think he's as good as Patrick Warburton was, <laughs> but uh, will anyone ever be? No, yeah. I no, mean Patrick Warburton's chin. Yeah, that's true. Maybe except maybe Bruce Campbell, but that's yeah. a whole nother. Yeah. But um, he he does it good, and he does throw out the you know job, you know line yeah. and and stuff, and he does a very good job with it. I don't think we ever talked about defenders, but it was okay. It was bad. Blake said the first two episodes felt like they were catching you up, so that they were like unnecessary. It's like I wouldn't say well, that. Yeah. It was kind of like, just like getting the characters together. He said it was pretty slow. It wasn't that um, bad. It, no, I I enjoyed it. Um, it was only eight is- eight issues. Wow, eight, eight, eight episodes. I do the yeah. same exact thing <laughs> when I say it. It was only eight episodes, but it could have been six. But um, it was fine. It, yeah, it, it was fine. You know, it had a very difficult task. It had to like if you didn't watch all the other shows, you would kind yeah. of be lost. So it tried to make itself stand in, stand on its own, but you you really needed to watch the it's standalones, funny. especially Iron Fist yeah. and Daredevil. Yep. You could get away with watching not watching Luke Cage or Jessica but Jones. But you should watch Jessica Jones. If, if oh, you, I, I agree. If you can watch Defenders and just appreciate the production value, oh my god, the well, production all those Marvel is shows amazing. The lighting amazing. and yeah. cinematography is top notch. It made me can't wait for Daredevil season three. Oh god, and Punisher in November. Oh yeah. god, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I'm all about that stuff. Oh, Marvel. I think the I'll make just time came for that today for Punisher. Yeah, I'll Man. make time for that. That's if, Netflix. I can. Yeah. If Marvel put ten percent of their um, quality from their shows Netflix. and movies into, well, not all their shows. Sorry, Inhumans. 
into their comics. <laughs> but like their Netflix quality into the comics because yeah. their ABC quality is not that good. Yeah. Yet, so. You know, Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still pretty good. It just gets Oh, it's over real sh- good. Like the Agents last, of S.H.I.E.L.D. is good, yeah. The yeah. last season with the LMD stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> See, I stopped watching it last right season. There. I watched the Ghost Rider part okay. and then L- LMD. LMD is even better. Oh, my really? God. Okay. That, the and, way... And that's, that's the arc that everybody talks yeah. about. Okay, because I stopped watching it um, that was right at, after Ghost Rider ended. well. It had a good payoff, and then what the comes twist? after the twist yeah. after the LMD arc into like the final, yeah. and it all ties together at the end. It was it was great. Okay, yeah. Yeah. really right, good. I I should give that show. Like, <laughs> Our listeners are like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, right now? Like, our question was about comic TV. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so double do- double dose of lows. Right. Uh, well, I think I we we've mostly answered this. I think, but. Uh, what comic-related TV shows do you guys think is worth investing my time in <laughs> to catch up on? Marvel, Netflix, Flash. Yeah. Riverdale was okay. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. I can't do Riverdale. It was actually not bad. I just I hear good things about yeah. it. I haven't watched it. Um, it looks real dumb, but I watched it I, in like Every two time days. I see a, a trailer for that, I just want to smack every one of those kids and tell them <laughs> to get back to school and stop behaving the way Well, it reminds hokey. me of like Dawson's Creek. Well, yeah, because it's a little hokey. They're playing sixteen-year-olds, and they're all like twenty-two years old. <laughs> yeah, you can well, that's tell. Gotta love that. But I yeah. mean, besides oh, that, speaking it's of campy good. CW shows, um, if you're a fan of Smallville, listen to Michael Rosenbaum's um, latest podcast slash webcast. Tom hmm. Welling was a guest star on oh. it, and the so two Lex and yeah, and the two and of them reminisce about how it was on Smallville and, and or if you're you know. just a fan of the Justice League cartoon well yeah that's true yeah well anything with Michael Rosenbaum well, is usually fact, pretty good Michael Rosenbaum was the crystal dude in Guardians Volume 2 yes he was he was? Yeah. yeah, the he guy with Stallone. The crystal on the, guy on with Stallone? The, re- the, the original. Oh, right, sweet. The original Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was Michael Rosenbaum. Cool. What's his podcast name? Oh, my God. I don't know because this was the first with... one I listened to because I wanted the Tom Welling thing. I believe, What's... if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, Inside with, like, whatever. It's it's kind of a, a dirty joke. Oh. Yeah. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it made me giggle like a 14-year-old. So, yeah. Hmm. But it was a very interesting listen. Nice. Or watch. What was the guy's name? Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He also did the voice for The Flash in the Justice League cartoon. I wasn't old enough Holly to watch West. Another <laughs> fun fact. Justice League cartoon debuted on November 17th, uh, 2000. I want to say it was like 2001. It's called Inside Yeah, I think it was. I think it was November 17th, 2001. Told you. Yeah. It's called and Inside of Justice you. League, the movie. <laughs> I wasn't going to say the yeah. name. Justice League, the movie debuts later. on November 17th, 2017. Same day. Nice. 16 mm-hmm. years from the date. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that it from Carlos? Yep. All right. I got a couple from Blake. Uh, which universe do you think came first, the dark or the light universe? I think it's moot at this point. Doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter unless they're going to tell like an epic story about like a Mjolnir origin, origin story. Or I would say the light. <laughs> but yeah, because we had Prime first, I would say Prime yeah. was the. Well, and they also, I think because the dark universe is basically abominations from from decisions from, that led. Yeah, to, that's exactly what my know, theory was yeah. too. They the dark has to come from the light. Yeah, the decisions well, that darkness is the absence of light. We're talking about comics. We're man. getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't talking about uh, light itself. Is zero a prime number? No, you're, you're really hung He's up really, on that. Yeah. Zero. I'm really hung up. Two on hours that. ago, we talked. Um, do you believe? Just, just Google list of prime numbers. It starts at <laughs> That's one. What I'm doing? Yeah, zero is its own thing. One, three, seven, eleven. 
Earth Prime 17. and Zero have been used interchangeably mm-hmm. to basically say the main universe. Oh, okay. So there's 53 Zero's Earths? 52. T- yeah, because Zero right. Prime. Zero and it goes to 52. Okay, that and makes Prime sense. Prime and 52. You can't divide zero by one, Johnny. But one of them. <laughs> uh, is um, that what the number is? People are learning things. Um, it's our cool. math portion of the podcast. Yeah. So. Do you got a D in math? No, I got a C in math. Keep going. Keep going. Do you believe that the Flash got his butt kicked because he was caught off guard, or is the speed force from the dark universe stronger than the light? B. I think it's because it's Batman and the Flash. It might be B, yeah. I think it's more B because... Uh, he says he references I'm slowing down so I think the negative speed force or the whatever, dark, dark speed force, speed force um, absorbs the real speed force they the got the upper hand force. yeah I mean don't get me wrong Flash will find a way to kick his ass oh but um, <laughs> that one will let slide will let slide but um, yeah the, you know. dude the the, the, the the thing that you that we know is coming you gotta you gotta build the drama you, yeah. you gotta make the, yeah. the the heroes work for you gotta him, break you know? him down to yeah. build him up so referencing that do you think Red Death at the end of Metal 2 was it Red Death that did that to Clark and Diana Superman and Wonder Woman I, I think that was I think it was more Barbados you think so because it was like From, the same they looked the same yeah the the like but they weren't old them. oh that's true they were withered neither zero no one or nor one or prime numbers oh okay to We're going to have an offshoot podcast oh, coming my. up, guys, which is all math. Prime math lessons related. with Johnny. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to learn anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> going to talk about shoes <laughs> all day. We're going <laughs> to be more confused than we were. I think because I, I Larry's going to be back soon, and I, I figured I might as well clear that up. <laughs> I don't keep any Just like. Take care of it yeah. now. So, the episode titles to Inside of You are Inside of. Uh, and then the actor name. Yeah. So inside of Tom Welling, which is pretty good. Do you want to be? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Stop it, Johnny. Um, and then there, number three from Blake. If the dark multiverse is unstable, could that mean that anyone from there is unstable as well? Yes. And it doesn't just mean mentally. Yes, because they're created from the matter from that universe. Mm-hmm. I think so. And that's where that's, Batman is, right? Yeah. That's they, where they, that's where we believe they, he's yeah, gone. Yeah, because he, he references that they swap yeah so that sucks <laughs> uh, well they're gonna do also a little mini series called batman lost, lost which yep. mm-hmm. is you know where his travel where where bruce went when that doorway you know they used him to open that doorway yeah. so do you think they're gonna close the doorway and they're all gonna get sucked back into their respective universes i i would wouldn't suck. mind um i think if you do something this big it would be kind of lame to keep them out and about within the dc universe mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, think it needs to be you know, they have too drastic effect on yeah. even just yeah. just so, yeah. environment people yeah. and right you, you know, know if, then, you're, if you're ever going to come back to it it needs to be several years down the line and yeah. it needs to be slightly different they should do a three three-way crossover between or maybe the not even crime a, syndicate no, right the I'm, dark I'm knights thinking oh, someone will still have a key to be able to open up the portal or, or Bruce right. is the key. Like, don't even well, open it. Like, just end it. Like, hush. Yeah. Should have ended. You know? Like, someone will have the knowledge of what well, to do. Well, just in the comic world, nobody ever dies. Nobody ever goes yeah. away. I, you know, with, with a character like Hush, I think, you know, he's another one of those villains you bring out sparingly. It's not like using the Joker or yeah. the Riddler or whatever. There's certain rogues that you, you kind of save Special. for big events mm-hmm. or a big shift in tone because this this is largely a detective story because of the character hush and what yeah. he does mm-hmm. you know there's a tonal shift you know in in a lot of the stuff that i had read 
from Batman. So I think in that circumstance, that's how you approach that. If you are going to bring it back, it needs to be the next event. It needs to be like, well, not even event, just down the line. Nobody's expecting it. It's one of those things that, you know, what was a great villain, then villain hush. And all of a sudden, boom, like, Oh, you're going to do something sick with him. Okay. That's what, that's the only thing I could, I could imagine it working out and being okay. Yeah. I think even the good thing about that too, is that since there's what, like seven of them, Mm -hmm. you can pull just one of them in for a story, you know, you don't have to use all of them. So, yeah. Um, that's all the questions I got from Blake. So yeah, apparently, two words: Hush baby dark side, baby, baby dark side. <laughs> Sorry, throwing up the horns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's going to be someone doing the horns in every, in every issue. Yeah. Who? So Barry was number one. Yeah, was when, Barry number yeah, one when he was running? He was running like this. Ah, and, that's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. So I in every that. every issue, there's going to be some horn somewhere. Capullo confirmed I it. it. I freaking yeah. love it. Sweet. Uh, Do we get any new reviews? Let me check. Okay. Uh, if you guys uh, like what you're hearing, please, you know, rate, review, subscribe, like, and share, and all that genres and nonsense and whatever. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond, you can go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast. You get on as little as a dollar. Three dollars gets you exclusive content, which... Including... As of tonight... Yeah, tonight. Um, is it going to be on the end of this episode? Yep, that it is. All right. So the first episode, you guys, you subscribers, you Patreon supporters, get it first. Got it last week. Got Ta-ta-ta. it last week. But tonight, guys, you all are privy to multi multiversity university episode one yep. with Larry Douglas, yeah. who is going to be a contributor to this podcast, which I have and wanted you for so long. <laughs> right? You listen. I listen to all of them. Good, right? Yes. I texted Roger. I said, text Larry and tell him it's exactly what I wanted. I love it. Guys, you're going to get, like, deep history yeah. that you never thought, like, existed or knew about. Larry takes you on a journey. It's freaking great. We're Dude, even getting we, good go feedback, right? Like, from uh, Bryce. He, uh, oh, Bryce said, did? Yeah. Oh, did he send Did he send a feedback? Yeah, he said that he listened to uh, the first episode and he loved it and he uh, wants to recommend it to his peeps. They're cool. short little cool. five to ten so, minute yeah. type episodes. Um Segments where we've got his email set up for for questions. Yes, Larry at allstarcomicspodcast.com. If uh, you know, check out check out his. Uh, I feel bad. His I'm segment. probably going to flood his inbox with <laughs> questions. And uh, you'll get, he's he's going to cover all kinds of history. And now it may be a little bit of time before we can get to um, your episode. We basically uh, Larry's a busy guy, so we basically come in and do. Uh, a batch of episodes yeah we did like the first six yeah um so it might might take a little bit to your to get to your questions but at some point i think um at least monthly he'll have uh questions address you know a segment where um he addresses questions maybe that goes a little longer yeah one batch every time we do it will be a question right maybe they could send in suggestions about like what they want to that too. No. Well, that's partly that, what he. Yeah. Did. Well, that's that's part of the that's, whole thing. Oh, Stuff okay. that you want to, and so that that would actually help. You know, Larry with you know with the roadmap and say, okay, well, this is what people want to you know want to hear about or want to learn about. Um, they can send you know so people can send in suggestions I things about from his... characters. About, <laughs> yeah. I tell you, you know, we, I, yeah. I, I think I I said this last night or uh, last week. Yeah, I've had a comic shop for 10 years. I mean, I've been a comic fan most of my life, except for the 90s. No no <laughs> loss there. Um, but 
I, there was bit. nothing. No. Like, <laughs> I know. My mind I know. was like, there's a lot you of good these stuff. In the 90s kids. He's 90s. I know. I know. Me and well, she like close to the same age. Uh, but um, there was nothing that he said that I knew. Yeah. He answered like amazing, four questions which, I had. Which was wow. insane. Yeah. And that you title's know, a great title, by the way. That, <laughs> thanks to Jonathan. Um, I, that, I don't know how I came up with it. It just popped into great my head. Title. We had alliteration because this this started about six weeks ago, and we were, you know, I was like, I was like, okay, you know, uh, we decided that we we wanted to do this, that we could do it, and it's like, okay, a couple things that I need. Jonathan, one thing that we got to do is we got we need we need a name. So just send me in suggestions and stuff. And uh, I got a number of suggestions, and mostly it was like it was like nope, nope, nope. And then it was like Multiversity University, and I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> ooh, because the alliteration and wanted then, a catchy and title. I, yeah, yeah, and I, I pretty much stopped, you know, thinking about anything else after that. So kudos to Jonathan. Thank you. Uh, and it's fitting because he's not going to talk about just DC or just Marvel. He's going to talk about anything and everything mm-hmm. comics. Even the multiversity. Well, it's funny, is, well, it's funny too because it's a DC term. Jonathan yeah. Jonathan was responsible for the name All-Star Comics Podcast too. Yeah. yeah. He threw that out there. So, But that one was a, um, more of a, a raffle. A, that was a bit thing, of a yeah. team thing. Yeah. Like, well, we voted on the names. Yeah. I mean, you came up with that name as, and and then we we did a voting thing and all this. But it was as easy to come up with band titles when I was playing. <laughs> right? Or Bands band are names. harder than like band names are way harder. Content. Hey, I like Valor. That was like just we needed we need to put this out, so yeah. we're gonna that's the name. Slap Yo, everybody, that was it. everybody, go listen to uh, J- um, Jonathan's band Valor yeah. and give him twelve cents in his pocket. I think it's less than that oh, per God. stream. It's pretty <laughs> sad. <laughs> like two cents. Fifteen hundred <laughs> streams is one album purchase. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, hey, where were we? Where uh, were we? Oh yeah, yeah Larry. So, um, you know, uh, I, I'm excited. I'm I'm so happy to have Larry. The funny thing about Larry is he's you know he's so humble, and uh, when Matt and I were with him last week, you yeah. know, recording <laughs> these sessions, he's like, he's like. Uh, how is it? It's like it's great. It's great. What? Uh, what should I change? Wrong? What should I change? <laughs> and he's like, okay. Uh, well, can we get some other opinions? <laughs> you know, he's, he's was, like, and that's like, he was, you know, he was looking, you know, for because you know he's he's very self critical. He wants yeah. to make sure that that this is worth people's time. Yeah. That this is, and I'm like, Larry, no, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm like, like I don't know how I don't know how many other ways to say yeah, it. It's, my, it's awesome. My criticism was literally. It's paced well. I'm following along. I'm learning. I'm interested. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like, like so. Yeah, it's it it's super fun. I dig it. Um, anybody that's into comics, I think will will really appreciate, appreciate it, it and learn something from it. Because one of your goals, even with the podcast itself, is fun but informative. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that segment that checks we, both the boxes. Checks both the boxes, <laughs> and it's something I've wanted from Larry. Because if you guys have noticed, I love it when Larry comes on the show because. He All has, the extra stuff he gives you. He has a, a no, the, the the depth and breadth of comic knowledge that I I've never seen in any person. I mean, there are people that know characters very well and and several characters very well and have a lot chain. I mean, you're certainly one of them. Cody, Spider Man, Jonathan, Superman, Cody, yeah. Spider Man, and stuff. But but Larry has a has a has an interest and a love not only for the characters in both Marvel and DC. Um, but also for the history mm-hmm. 
of comics, which is really cool, and I, I love it, and I'm I'm glad so, that that we can if you guys like it, bring this. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. You know, let us know what you think also, but stay tuned. It's going to be at the end of this episode. Like it's a couple seconds. minutes. It's going to be great. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, like Horizon Comics on Facebook. Uh, you can follow at Horizon Comics on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah. Shane, you want to hey. uh, plug your... Anything your, going on, Shane? No, I'm actually, you know, we, we did um, Court of Owls, uh, which got a lot of praise, but unfortunately we didn't earn the money hey, to film. I donated. You did? Thank you. I tried to help. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but no, currently right now I am actually writing a superhero novel. Um, Sweet. An original story. Ooh. Is it the next so, idea you had? No. No, it's not. No, this is all original. New characters, new world, new everything. Cool. I'm co-writing it with Chad Wood. So um, that's what I'm doing now. More to come. Cool. I'm kind of running a superhero new or a comic book news page on Facebook. It's called Hero Complex. I uh, just kicked it off. So if you want to check it out, facebook.com slash hero complex. Sweet. Cool. cool. Very cool. Johnny? Uh, you can follow me uh, at Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat at thejohnny2x4. I am at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Matt, the Hydra 55. Five. Hydra 55, five, Destiny rating. Hit me up. Yep. The PSN, uh, Hydra 55. Thanks, guys, for listening. Stay tuned for Multiversity University with Larry Douglas. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Larry Douglas, and welcome to Multiversity University. Tonight, we're going to be talking about comic book history, the confusion surrounding comic book history for a lot of collectors, especially those who are new to uh, this world that we all love, and maybe try to clear up some of that confusion. Now, one of the reasons why there's so much confusion about comic book history is that there really are no recognized experts in comic book history. I mean, after all, there aren't any universities that are giving out uh, PhDs in comic book history or anything like that. And everyone, as a result, has their own opinions. And in a lot of cases, they've got their own agendas. For example, if you're an auction house owner, you want the golden age to expand as far as you possibly can. So when you're putting comic books up for auction, you can say, oh, this is a golden age book. If you're a collector trying to drive the price down a little bit, you might want to shrink that golden age window a little so that uh, you can get that book a little bit cheaper. Of course, once you have it, you're going to want to say, no, this is definitely a golden age book and uh, get the envy of all your uh, friends who are also interested in collecting comics. But the thing about comic book history is that uh, in addition to the fact that we don't have really any recognized experts and everybody has their own opinion and their own agenda, for a long time nobody cared about comic book history. Even though back even in the golden age comic books were really about a hundred years old, nobody really wanted to know anything about them. Comic books were just kind of a throwaway medium of entertainment. You bought it for a dime off the newsstand. You either threw it away when you were done with it, or if you were more generous, you would donate it to a thrift shop and they would resell it for a nickel. So think about that for a second. The copy of Action Comics number one, which would today sell for over $3 million, might have been bought by somebody in a thrift shop for a nickel back in 1938. Now, I know inflation takes its toll, but I'm pretty sure that there aren't too many things that cost a nickel back in the 30s that would cost over $3 million today. In any case, 
that was really the only uh, the only thing that happened with comics thrown away or sold in thrift shops. Now there were a few people that collected them, but it wasn't really a recognized hobby because those people weren't considered collectors. They really would have been considered hoarders, and a little bit weird because why would you hang on to these comics? They were of course totally worthless as far as anybody was concerned. And we know that some people did, but um, but not too many. There was no comic book collecting community. There was no, of course, there was no internet, obviously. Uh, but there was, uh, there were no bags. There were no boards. There was no way of preserving your comics. Uh, there was no community that would write about it or discuss it. There were no shops selling back issues except for those thrift shops. Now, what changed all that was when the Silver Age started. And the Silver Age started in 1956. We'll talk about that more in a future episode. But the way it started was when DC decided to try to revive some of their Golden Age superheroes. A lot of people don't realize that in the early 50s, the superheroes had really gone out of fashion. In fact, at one point, the only superhero comics still being published were Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And then in 1956, DC said, you know, we think that the superhero can make a comeback if we write them a little bit differently. We can take some of those concepts from the Golden Age heroes that were so popular and update them, make them more modern, make them more scientific in many respects. Now, we might want to put quotes around that scientific, but uh, at least in terms of the 50s and a lot of uh, radiation and toxic chemicals and things like that. So there was uh, some pseudoscience involved in that anyway. So in 1956, DC releases showcase number four, reviving the whole concept of the Flash, introducing the Silver Age Flash, Barry Allen. After that, because of the popularity of that, and Flash ends up getting uh, his own title, they also brought back Green Lantern and many of their other Golden Age heroes. What happened then is that people began getting interested in the original stories of these Golden Age heroes. They weren't using the term Golden Age yet, but they began thinking, well, let's go, it might be interesting to go back and look at some of these old stories from the 40s and see what the original stories of these characters were like. And that's really where comic book collecting got started. And once comic book collecting got started, then people began to have an interest in comic book history. They actually began to have an interest in things like continuity of the character, something that nobody cared about in the 30s and 40s. I mean, you didn't have continuity from one issue to another, let alone within an entire universe. So as comic book collecting got started, as comic book collecting began to become a recognized hobby and people began seeking out these old comics, then comic book history became something that people were interested in. And that's why you began hearing terms in the early 60s like Golden Age and Silver Age and people began dividing comic book history up into these different eras. But the thing to remember about comic book history is that it really isn't something that someone is thinking about and looking at the different eras and saying, oh, all these comics kind of belong together because they had something similar. Comic book history really came about because of collecting. Uh, 
when people began collecting comics from the 30s and 40s, then that became the golden age because there was a group of collectors that were interested in that and started driving up prices. When people began wanting to collect the comics from the late 50s and the 60s, then that became the silver age because, again, you had a large group of collectors interested in that that began to drive up prices. So it's really the collecting that drives comic book history, and it's only later, once an age has been established, that we go back and look at those comics and say, okay, what is it that these comics all had in common that makes collectors interested in that? But of course, that also creates a lot of confusion because uh, different people have different opinions about what the characteristics of those comic books were. So in future episodes, what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to go back and look at the different ages of comic book history, try to clear up some of the confusion about when these ages begin and end and what it is that characterizes the different ages of comic book history. So I hope you'll uh, join me on our future episodes as we uh, go through this journey together. Thanks for listening.